The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The collision of common sense and comedy. the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. So, blacks are the greater victim. Is that the great, I guess I'd say the greatest victim. You know what, I think I need to rate people by race. Whoa, okay. I think I need to run down the list and just start rating people by race because uh, I'm really confused in this. I thought it was... Uh, People of color versus not people of color. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's what I keep being heard. If you yeah. say well, NAACP, you say color. No, no, it's not colored people. It's people of color. And then I've heard other examples where they say, no, people of color, people of color. And then we've broken that down. So it's people of color and non-people of color. And, you know, the people of color are all being lumped together. And then I see a bunch of things where they're not really being lumped together, and I just want to make sure I'm acting properly. Okay. That's very noble. So you. if you've got to give like the greatest victim status okay. and tread with the most caution, it's the blacks, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Not the, the, the whites. We're oh, completely no. out. Right? I don't even think you guys are on the list. No, no, no. We're completely just, we're the worst. We're yes. Satan. Yes. Got it. Okay, yes. good. Yes. Yes. But what about everybody else? What if you got a black man and an Hispanic man and an Asian man and uh, is that it? Native American, Native American man. Yeah. Okay. Where do these people all fall on the list? Like, who do I give the greatest victim status to? Hmm. I mean, all things being equal, mm-hmm. they're going at it. Who do you side up with if wow. you're a progressive? That is true. This has been an issue. I, think I mean, then you throw women into the mix and you get religion. Oh, I don't even know. So let's just focus on race for the purpose of okay. this discussion. Okay. Because okay? I'm getting a lot of mixed messages out there. Okay. All right. I thought if you're a liberal, if you're a progressive, you're supposed to care about all people. What I it's about equality, Chris. It's about diversity, Chris. Diversity is not all black people, all Asian people. It means a diversity. They keep telling us White, you have too much power. Look at this. This panel's all white. This group of people's all white. This business is all white. President Trump, your cabinet's all white. All white. How many black people? You're not diverse. Diverse? Diverse means all people. So again, what happens if it comes down to multiple races? Because I Hmm. keep hearing from them, it's about equality. It's about everybody. But then I see stories where... It doesn't seem to be that way from these people. So I'm a little confused. Can you help me out here? Ah, for sure. Help yes, me yes, yes, rate yes, 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 yes. people by race. Okay. Like the races, not individuals, but the races. Races. Now, yes. the greatest victim status by race got to be the blacks. I think so. I, I, I'm i trying to think. Here's what they can. Okay. So can I say cracker? Well, yes. I just did. Can I say the N-word? Nope, I just no. didn't. That's That's the granddad. <laughs> what is the worst racist word you could say? That one. Which one? The N-word. I'm sorry, which one? The N-word. I'm, I'm going to need you to say it here for the purpose of... N-word. No, I don't think you can say N-word. I think you think you have to say it here just for the purpose of this conversation. Don't You want to say that, right? I really want to say it. <laughs> you cannot say it. That's the point. But can you say certain Asian slams? 
or uh, um, what's the new one that I just learned from Sarah Young? Sarah Young, Gook. Oh, Gook. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was said. People discussed it. Whatever. I could even yeah. say it in the purpose of this discussion. So yes. you can say certain uh, terms. Beaner. You would say that we've yeah. Again, if you apply, you could be in trouble for saying these yes, things. Yes, you could. Yes. But it's not an automatic. Yes. When you use a term like the N-word. Oh, you're screwed. Boom. You are done, right? You're out of it. So you can't say those. So mm-hmm. black's got to be the biggest victim. I think There's so. There's certain things you just cannot say and do mm-hmm. whatever. That's it. So then who's next on the list? Who's the next uh, victim? I say... I think it's the Hispanics. Yeah, I was going to say Hispanics. Got to be the Hispanics. Now, I think they're duking it out right there with the Native Americans. Really? There's just not as many Native Americans. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, okay. Look at the hype and craziness over anybody that has anything Indian-related on their sports teams. (laughs) Am I right? Yeah. You just cannot... Boop, done, you're out. Can't do those things. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, because of all of the illegal talk and the perception is that we hate brown all people. illegals are brown people, they're all Hispanic people, <laughs> that I'm going to say, just because of the media hype, I'm going to give the edge to the Hispanics. So boom, okay. top of the list, the, most great, the greatest victims right now, you got the blacks. Yes. Then you got the Hispanics. Yes. Uh, because also, don't forget, Donald Trump is ripping Hispanic children from the arms of their parents oh, yeah. and putting them in cages. And so according to him, every brown person is a rapist. Yes, exactly. Every Hispanic is out there raping and murdering. Yes. Got it. So yes. I would put those up there. Then you got, uh, then you, I think you got the Asians. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But the Asians, wow, there's a lot of times they're, uh, they're really close to being white. I was going to say, are they even on the radar? There are a handful of cases in rare circumstances, Chris. Okay. They're worse than white. Hmm. They're worse than white. We've had some stories recently where certain schools in like uh, New York, other areas, where they're the the specialty school that's through the public school, the uh, like magnet schools Mm. or governor schools or any of these things where they say, hey, kids that are really excelling in certain programs, especially science and math, Mm -hmm. that will give you access to these schools. Right. Cool. Like the best achievers, you can go to this special school that focuses on that. And uh, the Asians excel. Oh, yeah. Just crushing it there. And they outnumber everybody else by race. So there's like more Asians, mm-hmm. yet they are one of the smallest minority groups in America. Yeah. Smaller than the blacks, smaller than the Hispanics, probably comparable, maybe slightly more than the Native Americans. I don't I, know about I think that. So, one. Yeah. But yeah. I know they are far less than that. the Asian than the Hispanics and the blacks, right? Mm-hmm. Far mm-hmm. less. Yet they disproportionately take up those classes. Then you'll mm-hmm. see like the whites, just because there's so many whites, right? But the Asians come in the top. In that case, they're worse than white. Yeah. They are worse than white. And my wife has been told that she is worse than white. Wow. Yeah, that's a long... I told you that story, right? I do not remember Oh, I'll that. tell you that at another, yeah. later on in the program. But yes, yeah, she's worse than white. Wow. So, I don't think in the grand scale, Asians are worse than white. Right? They're not. Because they're still a minority. So, yeah. boom, you got the blacks. 
they had a pretty sizable margin down before you get to the victimization of uh, of the the Hispanics. Of the Hispanics. Yes. I'll then a close second, the Native Americans. Yeah. Then a pretty big gap. Yeah. Before you get to the Asians, and then there's some overlap between how bad the Asians are and the whites. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're right there. So uh, do I have that right? I think so. I think you're like. I mean, there's nothing glaringly wrong. If I'm wrong no. on that, please, on the Twitter. Let us know. This is all about education. We're just Thank learning you. how we're supposed to act in this new world order. Mm-hmm. Uh, in America, as we embrace these, or obviously are embracing, social justice. I mean, race is racial justice is part of social justice. Yeah. So who is we level the playing field for all people? Who gets the most attention, the most uh, stuff, the, the most positions, who can bitch the loudest, who's allowed to say and do things that others can't do? Because you're talking some special privilege there. You're talking some racial privilege where you fall on that list. And I just want to make sure. So we get the blacks, a distant second. You got the Hispanics, very close third. You got the Native Americans, a distant fourth then is the Asians, which overlap with the whites. And that just takes us into the realm of evil. Got it. Okay. I'm just wanting to make sure, because some stories popped up yesterday, just want to make sure we fall on that list. Uh, there's a Detroit representative or a representative from Michigan, uh, from the Detroit area. Her name is Betty Cook Scott. And uh, she said of her Asian opponent, who's also a representative, and both of them did, uh, Democrats, by the way, uh, she encouraged people to not to vote for the Ching Chong. Who? <clears throat> they're, they're both running for the same Senate uh, seat. Is that a seat? Is that how you call seat? No, 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 no. Uh, that would be some sort of Asian slang. Don't vote for the Ching Chong, is what she said. And uh, some people had some trouble with it, but... Oh, I bet. She's still a representative. Oh. And she apologized, but I ask you, had the, uh, had the Ching Chong lady said, don't vote for the N-word... Ooh, hello. <clears throat> what would have happened? Bye. Would she still be a representative? I don't think so. If she had said, hey, don't vote for the N-word, she would have been forced to resign her position within hours. Hours. This woman is still a representative. Yeah, look, they're looking for a tape that Donald Trump may have said the N-word. Right. May have. May have. They're trying to ferret this thing out. Now, as it stands, it's not just that she said that, mm-hmm. the, the ching chong thing. She was uh, campaigning outside of Bethany Lutheran Church in Detroit, and uh, she said of Stephanie Chang, she said, uh, you don't belong here, and I want you out of my country. Wow. Later on in the day, she was talking to a voter and said, these immigrants from China are taking over our and taking our community from us. She said it disgusts her seeing black people holding signs for these Asians and not supporting their own people. In the early evening of the East Village uh, Preparatory uh, Academy, in the early evening she was campaigning there, and she approached another campaign volunteer and told her not to vote for the Ching Chang, (laughs) reporting to (laughs) Stephanie Chang. Uh, She was overheard telling multiple voters, vote for me, don't vote for the Ching Chong. So you shouldn't vote for the Ching Chong or the, the Ching, Ching Chang, Chang, according to Representative Scott. She also told Representative Chang's uh, campaign manager that she called Chang's volunteers Ching Chong, saying, I called them Ching Chongs because that's what they are. They are Ching Chongs. <coughs> Talk about doubling down. So just... uh, she doubled down, tripled down, <laughs> quadrupled down, went could... home, regrouped, and downed Double again. again. 
Then she formed a special select committee where they collectively got together and agreed she should, in fact, quadruple, double, (laughs) triple, infinity down. (laughs) So imagine for a moment if Stephanie Chang had said, don't don't vote for the N-word. And then said, don't vote for some other slang. Ah. Ah. The end. Ah. Then. Er. (laughs) If she had done all that. And then said, you know, these blacks, they come in and they take our jobs and they so on and so forth. I want them out of our neighborhood. This should, if she had said all of those, I believe just one N word within hours, she would be gone. Representative Scott still has a job. Yep. So that shows the greater victim here. The blacks right at the top there, right? Yep. Am I, am I missing out on that? By the way, she did apologize. Representative Scott has apologized. Oh, of course. Did she say, I did not mean to offend the Ching Chong? So the Ching no, Ching. No, 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 no. She said, oh, okay, uh, okay, okay. I deeply regret the comments I made that have proven hurtful to so many. Those are words I never should have said. Okay, he shouldn't have said it. Um, do you believe it? I know, right? (laughs) Right? I mean, she said, I humbly apologize to Representative Chang, her husband. Oh, which she also called him out to. She said he was stupid for marrying her or something. Which I don't think that's that troubling because I kind of understand where he is. (laughs) Anyways, I humbly apologize to Representative Chang, her husband, Mr. Gray, and to the broader Asian-American community for those disparaging remarks. In the diverse, I'm sorry, the divisive age we find ourselves in, I should not contribute further to that divisiveness. Okay. Still. Do you believe it? Right? I have reached out to Representative Chang to meet with her so that I may apologize to her in person. Really? Okay, that's nice. That's nice to do, but you're still, you know, shouldn't be here in this community. You take it. Are you you saying you were wrong about that? You were just spreading wrong to say it. I shouldn't have called Chris an a-hole. He's an a-hole. And I firmly believe that. And that's going to be my attitude. And by the way, in the future, I will treat him as if he's an a-hole. I will talk about his a-holiness without saying he's an a-hole. I will pass legislation in the future to try to keep his a-holy activities down, but I shouldn't have called him an a-hole, mm. and I want to apologize for that. In this divisive age, I shouldn't have used the term a-hole. I should just act against him every step of the way. That's what she's saying here. Then she said, I pray that she and the Asian American community can find it in their hearts to forgive me. She prays? She apparently does pray, at least for that. I pray that she and all of the other Ching Chongs and Ching Changs can fight it in their hearts to forgive me. No. No, she didn't, but that's... Oh, okay. Okay, I was going to say, wow. To forgive you for what? For saying that? You're still <laughs> racist in how you feel. Yeah. Now, I don't give a flying fig about it. I don't care about that. But... Or any of the words. But she does. You're telling us that some minorities can be uh, the greater injured party in all of this. That, that's what you're telling us? Apparently so.
So I just want to make sure it's clear. We got that all straight, that that's how everybody falls in the mm-hmm. list. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Now, I understand a little bit of what she's saying there. I get it. Whoa, what, what do you get? Representative Scott. Yeah, what do you get? I get a little what she's saying about when they start moving into your community, in your house. It can be trouble. It oh, can yeah. be trouble. You're surrounded by them. That's right. It can be trouble when they start living too close to you. It's, you you just got to be prepared for it or whatever. I don't know the situation with her, but I'm just saying I, I get it. But if you're going to tell us that we've got to be inclusive and more diverse, and how dare you Republicans, conservatives, people on the right, Doc Thompson, Chris Cruz, Glenn Beck, whoever, how dare you say these that we're going to be hypersensitive to race. It seems to me, I'm just going to throw it out there. I'll leave it out there for you to decide. But to me, it seems just a little bit mm-hmm. hypocritical. Just no. a little, just smacks just a little bit of hypocrisy. Just uh, a little bit. How dare you? Kind of, sort of, just a little sliver of double standard. Mm. Just, a, just, a, just a touch now. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Uh, Mordecai popped in. He said, uh, what about the Middle Easterners? What about them? Where do they fall on the list on the uh, scale? So let me think here. Uh, I think he nailed it. He nestled them uh, just below the Hispanics. But I don't know if he means above the Native Americans. I think they're, they're below the Native Americans. So I think it's. Blacks, again, distant second, everybody else. But distant second is the Hispanics, very close to Native Americans. Then I would put the uh, the Middle Easterners, then way down the list, the Asians who overlap the evil that is white people. Mordecai tells me if you flip the Asians, I mean, Native Americans? Native Americans with the Muslims. Well, because see, then you're getting into the race part or you're getting into the religion part of it. I'm just saying the uh, not their not their religion. Mm. You just their race of people. If you're Middle Easterners, I think you put them right there. Mm. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that's what it is. Mm. Now, if you throw Muslim in, yeah, that goes up the the list just a little bit, but not not way up. Mm. Um, because you know, what are the claims if you're Muslim? What do they always say? Mm, Islamophobia. No, you, well, yeah, because you're a terror. Yeah. You assume people are terrorists, yes. which they are, and that's the reason it keeps them down. Mm-hmm. We all kind of know the unspoken, you know, so. If it, no, if they weren't, then you go, okay, you go higher up the list. But again, no, rule number four, it's not offensive if it's true. So yes. that keeps them down there a little bit. So I think that's what it is. <laughs> all right, get the tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. I'm just, I'm glad we could be figuring this all out so we know how to properly act in the future. I think that's what's key here. Loki Glenbeck insult saying, Chris, for some reason, Asian slurs sound funnier from Doc. Asian slur yeah. or Asian slurs. Yeah, oh, oh when I say them. Yeah, yeah, when you say them. I think because I commit to it. Do you? Because I didn't just Kim say Yuan. ching chong. Kim I said ching chong. You got to kind of sing song it out there. And you you have gotta, to do your bop head thing too? Yeah, ching chong. You got to, exactly, that's what you do. Next thing you know, you're going to go like this and, and everything. Yeah, I'm just. Um, TJ Toppin saying. I'm, I'm just saying from Representative Scott's perspective, oh, okay, okay. you know. TJ Toppin saying, I looked up the story. This show is live. This story shows how much people believe only white people can be racist. Thank you. Thank you very much. 
and get it. So Mordecai f- fixed because we forgot the Muslims. Right. Um, get a sleeve of coke. The, it, no, the Middle Easterners. Oh, sorry, Not Middle, all Middle sorry, Easterners sorry. are Muslim. Sorry. Uh, we forgot about the Middle Eastern. He says the greatest victim is yeah. a black transgender Muslim woman. Okay, yeah, if you're adding the others in there, now you got several things there. Now, we were, again, we were just doing race. I mean, if you start putting women in there, um, <laughs> according to women, they're the greatest victim. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yes. You know, of course. There's no such thing as blacks. It's just Right, exactly. Women. Just, right, that's, we all get that. But, uh, but as far as the world operates, they're going to be down the list a little bit if you were to put everybody together, all races, religion, whatever. Um, Muslims probably in the middle there. I think blacks still take it. I think really? you throw race, religion, gender, uh, trans, gays. Wait a minute. No, no. The gays are pretty damn high on that list. Yeah. <sighs> Let me think here. Gays or blacks? Greatest victim. Gays. Nope, I'm going black. Really? I'm going black. And I maybe just because once you go black, you won't go back. True. So true. maybe I've that's that. it. But I got to go back uh, black because, again, you cannot say the N-word. But I could uh, I could bust out certain gay slurs, mm. right? Yeah, which yeah. is going to get you in more trouble. Oh, that is hey, so true. did you see the N word? Uh, hey, did you see the queer? No, because they've taken that back. Uh, fairy. That's true. Right? They yeah. t- they ha- and they have taken back most of the gay words. Yeah, yeah. The C forty two say. Imagine. Yes, I would be in trouble for not making a cake for a uh, gay wedding. Yes, or but transgender. What, but what if I said I'm not making a cake for a black wedding? Which is going to be worse? Ooh, the black wedding. You're Do you de- think oh, so? Oh, yeah, because blacks are also a protective. Race is always a protective class. Sexual preference is not always. To- hmm. Yep, blacks take it. Good for you. Good the, for you hanging on to that. The C42 saying Middle East is not a race. It's geography. It is, but I mean, we recognize uh, Middle Easterners because then you get into the Arabs and all this stuff. There is uh, there's a difference. We recognize it as a group of people um, with a cert- from a certain region with a certain skin color that are different from others, right? I mean, don't we? People say that. I Middle guess. Easterner. I mean, usually you'll also say Muslim because you're based on, uh, on their religion, but you got the Arabs and you got the uh, the Muslims. And you got, right, what's the matter? Nothing. nothing you got nothing. the Arabs. No, I know. I know okay. I know what you said. That's not offensive. I didn't they say They call it. themselves Arabs. I didn't say it Okay. Was. All right, very good. You seem very triggered there. How am I triggered? Okay, I'm just uh, just curious. Are you? Anyways, so that, I think that helps quite a bit. Mordecai's okay. done some good work finally. <laughs> All right. Uh, by the way, um, last week a woman, you've seen these stories where people... Um, claim that they're having the cops called on them because they're black. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you seen these stories? Mm-hmm. Well, last week, uh, a woman called the police on a New York state senator, Jesse Hamilton, who was handing out anti-Trump materials mm-hmm. in his district. Now Hamilton has proposed a bill to take care of some of this stuff. Oh, here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. You ready to hear it? I'm here. I don't think you are. What? Let me pause for a moment, make sure everybody's ready to hear it and tell them about the WaxRx system. If you're having trouble hearing, you got that. I think for a lot of people, it's the itch. That's yeah, when you do it. You know, if you're not regularly cleaning out your ears and you can't use those Q-tips or shouldn't be, it's the itch. Where you're just like something is not quite. It's got a, that little itch. You can't. My finger doesn't fit in there. 
And I can't, that's, I, what, how am I going to clean it out then if I can't put a Q-tip in there? That's been the accepted method for so long. So long. Use the WaxRx system. Just go to usewaxrx.com, three-step system to help you clean out your ears, or the uh, earwax buildup that you get. Now, your body does some of that naturally, but it needs some help every once in a while. Yeah. That's where WaxRx mm-hmm. comes in. So let me ask you this. If your body does this naturally, mm-hmm. and it naturally gets rid of some of the, the skin that's mm-hmm. in there and mm-hmm. hair and whatever mm-hmm. else, and then the earwax... Uh, where's that all going if it goes out naturally? Where's that going? Where is it going? On the floor? Probably sometimes. Probably when you tip your head. When do you tip your head a lot? When you sleeping? Ew. Doc, stop. That's why you got to keep your ears clean. Oh, you're so gross, You're dude. rolling around in that. Oh. <clears throat> you ever use somebody else's pillow? Okay, give him the website so this thing Usewaxrx.com. Oh, so Usewaxrx.com. But don't forget the promo code radio to de disgust your it's ear and keep your so pillowcase and stuff better. What? I'm just telling the. You can't oh. handle the truth. That's what it is. You can't handle the truth. All right, I'll tell you what this state senator has proposed in New York. Coming up after we get a quick break in, also some of your tweets with the hashtag what I learned today. It's at Doc Thompson Show on the Twitter. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Okay, so I see these stories constantly about, oh, that person called somebody, uh, reported that they were doing something wrong and they were just ordering a sandwich or something like that, and they said it because they believe they were a criminal or something because that person is black. And there are so many of these stories that I don't even have the time to go through all of them. I mean, I look at him and I'm like, I don't know if it's legit or not. I'm sure there's some of that that goes on, mm-hmm. that people are too sensitive or with a with touch of um, old biases. Yes. And they go, oh, that blur person uh, is black, so they must be doing something wrong. Maybe people are more triggered in the same scenario if somebody black does something where they uh, automatically are assuming the person is being more violent or something or too aggressive. I'm sure there's some of that goes on. Some of it, again, is based on old biases, old racism. Some of it is outright racism. Some of it, though, keep in mind, is just a person calling on anybody who would have done something, right? Mm-hmm. It's not the, their skin color. It's what they're doing, where they are, the circumstances. Well, this Jesse Hamilton, the senator um, in New York State, he was handing out Trump materials in his district, anti-Trump materials. Okay. <clears throat> and some of it even said, um, we've got to uh, take down Trump. You know, t- just it's uh, pretty aggressive. And a woman came up to him who identified herself at some point as being a supporter of Trump. Okay. But that didn't lead it, not when she mm. first got in the uh, conversation with him. But she said, you shouldn't be campaigning here. Uh, she said, um, you should not stand right here. You're dividing people. True. Okay. I can um, see he was, her he was being pretty anti-Trump dividing. Yeah. Okay, but it is also campaigning, and campaigns yeah. do "quote unquote" divide people. She said. Uh, she said later on, if he really wants to be uh, as one and uh, fight for the better life and the lives for 
better lights for all people. She said you would not put that slogan here. And this was the one that said, uh, what is it said? Uh, take, uh, take down Trump. Is that what it was? I'm trying to remember the exact quote. You'll see what the, <clears throat> again, these are on the flyers and stuff. So it's really kind of his campaign. You see what it says? No. Right down here. Scroll down, scroll down, scroll. It says, uh, nope, okay. No, Anyways, I think that's what it said, but it's pretty aggressive. He then said, nope, she's saying that because I'm black. Hmm. She called the police on me because I'm black. Wow. Now, th- she called 911. Uh, so you're a moron to call 911. There was yeah. no emergency. No. If you believed he was campaigning and being a nuisance or violating some sort of law, okay, I get it. You may call the non-emergency number and ask the police. He's out here harassing people. He's in a place he's trespassing, whatever it is. Sure. That doesn't have anything to do with him being black. No. There's nothing she said that indicated, I'm saying or doing this because you're black. Mm-hmm. I don't. She didn't say, I don't like black people. She didn't use the N-word. She didn't say, your type of people. You, black person, shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. None of that. She said, I'm a Trump supporter. I don't like that you're campaigning against him. Okay, maybe he was within his right to do so where he was. I don't know what the law is for that particular spot. Okay, so she was an idiot for that. Hey, it's a campaign. Got it. But there is no indication, none whatsoever, that it's because he's black. Yet, of course, he played the victim. Why? Because he's, he's the greatest victim. Mm-hmm. She's a woman, but it doesn't matter. Oh. Black Trump's women, right? Yeah. So he said, uh, we've got to stop this. We got to stop this. So he's introduced a bill to make calling the cops on law abiding minorities a hate crime. Uh. He said that's going to be a hate crime. This pattern of calling the police on black people going about their business and participating in the life of our country has to stop. How can you force that? Uh, Yeah, I have some questions about that. Calling the cops on a law-abiding minority. So how do you know they're law-abiding? Exactly. Don't, don't you, like, reserve that for the cops? Yeah. You, hey, I think he's doing something wrong. Nah. It's like, how many times have people got into uh, a debate, heated or not, where the cops get called out? And yeah. they're like, well, you do this. Cops like, that's not against the law. No. You do this. The cops are the arbiters there. Yes. Whether or not a law has been yes. uh, violated. And then ultimately prosecutors and judges, juries, whatever. And you go through the system. But so I'm not supposed to call the cops unless I am sure they are absolutely committing a crime. So not until he's actually raping her, not luring around, peeping Tom behind. Wait a minute. No, Chris. Uh, How am I going to know he's raping her? Oh, because she would be yelling, help. He's raping me. True. Does that mean he's really raping her? True. No. Man. That could just be a little foreplay. Little foreplay. This yeah. is she likes. She, she has likes, rape fantasies. Yes. And uh he how are you supposed to know what their safe word is? I was supposed to put right? it by the door. She yelled Shazbot and he didn't stop. Uh-oh. I know Shazbot's their their safe word mm-hmm. and he did not stop. Okay, now I know now, now crime I'm, is being yes, committed. Yes. But she's yelling, stop, hey, I'm being raped. Seriously, he's raping me. Seriously, a crime is being committed. He's absolutely raping me. This is not us just playing a game. Could still be her just playing a game. Yeah. 
Seriously, I don't even know this man. We've never agreed upon this. There's no safe word. He is absolutely, in fact, raping me. Could still absolutely be part of the game. Yeah. How do you know? That's what I'm saying. And do you remember? This is New York. Yes, New York. Do you remember a slogan that really came out of New York called, if you see something, say something? That was there. If you speculate at all. They build all over and over. You don't have to know a crime is being committed. If you just see something that's that's say a little something. hinky, if you see something that's just a little bit off, say something. Yep. So now I won't be able to say something. No. You see something just... <clears throat> what are you doing? Hold on. Do you see something? Don't call something? Well, it depends. You've got to make a judgment call. Yeah, but I thought you were making the judgment call when you were... No, no. Something. The judgment call is that they're a minority. Oh, that judgment call. Oh, okay. So if they're black, what do you do? Oh, no, no, it's a minority. So you don't call the police at all? No, because you see something, uh-huh. it may be a crime, but you don't know if it's a crime, and you do know they're black. See what I'm saying? And you don't want to go for a hate crime You charge. don't want to be, exactly, that's a hate crime. Mm. Now, it's all going to be very uh, based on your judgment calls, okay, and your judgment. So let's say... <clears throat> You really believe a crime is being committed? Yes. Okay? I mean, you just saw somebody pull out a gun and shoot somebody else, which you don't even know if that's true. True, true, true. Right? You don't know if that's true. Then you'd say, wow, that's a pretty serious crime. Maybe I go ahead and err on the side of the crime. Oh, wait a minute. Where do they fall on the scale that Doc Thompson and Chris Cruz laid out? Mm, mm, mm. Okay? Serious crime, but also the most triggered Mm. The most protected at the black, top of the list, black. black. I think I'm going to err on the side of caution and just go about my business. Think about that. Now, what kind of world are you creating? Right. Now, let's say it's a white person. They're okay. not a minority. They don't no. even apply here. No. Asian per people, kind of a minority, sometimes mm-hmm. worse than white. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and call the cops on them. Yes. Right? Yeah. Now, you get to the Middle Easterners. Kind of a 50-50. It's pretty serious crime. Nice. Let's say you move up, you get you, you jump past the Native Americans, you go to Hispanic, right? Hmm. But it's a lesser crime. Again, you're back to that 50-50 judgment call. So it's all very subjective. Now, you got, if you see something, say something. Versus, this is a hate crime if you call on a minority, right? Do you remember the last episode of Seinfeld? The, oh, they're in jail. Why did they go to jail? They did not say something. Why did they? There was a law passed. I yes. want to say Latham, New York. Yes. It's the state, anyways. And this is a state senator, right? Latham, New York, I think is where it was, where they passed a law. And there's other ones that say, hey, if somebody is being, like in that case, carjacked, but if they're, if they're being injured, if they're being hurt, and you have the ability and yet do not step up and help them, it's a good Samaritan law, mm-hmm. you That's could be charged is, yeah. with a crime. Yes. Is that Latham, New York? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So now, Chris, I see somebody being carjacked or whatever. Okay. By an obvious minority. Okay. The state state law tells me I got to help out. Yeah. I got to help out. They Remember? They were carjacking the fat guy in yeah. the last one. And you know the nice thing about carjacking the fat guy is not going to be able to chase you down. Right? So, after it, yeah. So, okay. Um, but it's a black guy. He might be law-abiding. i got to make the judgment calls here. And I'm seeing something. Not sure if I should be saying something. Boom. Wow. Very difficult to decide. Very. So how do you feel about that now? 
I am so confused. Can I just stay in my house and not come outside at all? It's a good move for you. It's a good move. All right. So I got to tell you about being worse than white. We still have to get to the video, the rap from yesterday. I'll oh, yeah. We have to do that. And we got to get some tweets in. So you take a look at the tweets. Okay, Let me it. share with uh, everybody uh, a reminder about Brickhouse Nutrition and uh, Field of Greens. Field of Greens. What an awesome, amazing product. It is so simple. I love these products that help us do some of the things that we know we have to do and is just a time-consuming thing or something we don't want to do. We're all going through our lives just trying to make, okay, I got to do this, got to check this off the list, time to make the donuts, whatever it is. You got to eat the vegetables. Stop screwing around. Be healthier. Live longer. Lose weight. Feel better. All of these things by eating your vegetables. This has been a major push of mine in the last couple of weeks, couple of months. Trying to eat healthier. This is a focus of mine. Needs to be in all of our lives. Well, I don't like vegetables or they're too expensive or I don't know how to cook them so they taste right or the kids won't eat them, whatever it is. Fine, you don't have to you don't have to complain anymore. Just go to uh, BrickHouseDoc.com, BrickHouseDoc.com, order Field of Greens. It's real food. It's just vegetables in a different form. You mix them with, veg, uh, with water or any other liquid, drink it down, you're good to go. It's not just the extract or the nutrients, it's the entire thing, and you'll be doing something that's really good for your body. Try it today. It's Field of Greens at BrickHouseDoc.com. That's BrickHouseDoc.com. A lot of tweets coming in. For example, Coopersville Jackson, Jack, uh, Jacksonville, <laughs> Coopersville Jackhole saying, New York new slogan, if you see something, keep your dirty little whore mouth shut. Keep your dirty whore mouth shut. Exactly. Unless it's in Latham. <laughs> it's very good. World Spot saying, this might be the most boring TMB episode since. I don't know, but can we just get the Friday leftovers before Who's I that? fall asleep? World Spots. Wow. Wow, that's... uh. A little hurtful there. Oh, I get it. What is it? Do we know the race of World of Spots? Uh. Uh, and by the way, before I can, um, I can take your advice, I'm also going to need to where you fall, know where you fall on that list. Ooh. If you're just some sort of white dude or white chick, you don't matter. No. You don't matter. If you're Asian a little bit more, I yeah. guess. Although you could be worse than white, too. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Zach tweeting out, you're a moron calling 911 in New York. The response time is like 45 minutes. Yeah, is, that, is it really? Is that I guess. Probably Detroit. They don't even show up. <laughs> Honestly. It goes, to, it goes to boo. Yeah. Approximate wait time, 37 days. <laughs> they, they just stop responding to emergency stuff in Detroit. Wow. Or uh, non-emergency stuff at all in Detroit. Okay, so my wife is uh, apparently worse than white at times. Yeah, what's up with that? Years ago, she was working in a law firm in Richmond, Virginia. Okay, she was uh, finishing up her college degree. She was working part-time in uh, radio. She was broadcasting, and she worked part-time at a law firm uh, doing, um, uh, what do you call it, legal, paralegal type stuff, doing research, whatever. And uh, there's a couple other people that worked in the office doing a similar, similar job. And one of the women who worked in there, a younger woman, happened to be black. And uh, she would come in virtually every day and uh, just volunteer to my wife and a couple of the other uh, worker bees there, uh, all of her sexploits uh, from the previous night. Wow. In great detail. Hello. Yeah, she'd be like, and then he sexed me up and he did this and he put this there and I grabbed this there and then we did this and oh my gosh. And now, I mean, it just, and my wife would just, you know, kind of wince through it and just, you know, okay, she's never getting a clue. My wife would do the, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh, back to, 
And this went on for a long time. Finally, one day, my wife was in a very nice way. She's like, listen, um, I, I just, I really cannot listen to all that. I, I don't want to hear it. I know it's whatever. I'm not I'm trying to be mean here. I just, can you just kind of tamp that down a little bit? My wife does not. She is very conservative. When it comes to that. You do, that's just off. Half of what I say on the air here is just off limits. I don't mean the race stuff. I mean, the sensitive sexual jokes is just zip, right? So um, she got all triggered and went off. How dare you? And you know what? You're worse than white. Oh, wow. Worse than white people. Wow. Just for that. Just for saying, hey, can you yeah. keep your comments to yourself? Yeah, exactly. I don't want to hear about your sex points. My wife didn't say anything else, but that was it. That was the extent of it. Just wow. Of, the entire idea behind it was, I don't want to hear about your sex points. You're worse than white people as part of it. So I, I, I try to remind her of that, that she's worse than white people, not of the situation. <laughs> That, it, you know, we get down to some racial thing or whatever. I'm like, just remember, there are times that you are worse than white people. So we're good to go. <laughs> even bust. So in this woman's mind, this black woman's mind, white is the standard bad, right? Yeah, that's where. Yes. Or yes. what even people understand as the floor. The shocking part to zing her was you're worse than what we've all established as the worst. As it turns out, oh my gosh, there is a level beneath the what we've assumed is the worst. You, Asian people, there it is. Maybe she was saying my wife in general. Maybe she didn't mean her Asian Asianosity. Asian is that a Asianness. word? Asianness. I think that's I don't a know. But maybe that wasn't it. But it's you know, <laughs> gotta make you wonder. Did she mean her herself? Has she been tainted? Is that what it was? <laughs> Probably. Knowing you, yes. We hadn't dated that long, so oh, I had not okay. fully tainted her at this point. Wow. Or at that point, yeah. I mean, sure. now she's pretty tainted, sure. But so if I said to you, um, I'm trying to think, oh, if I said, uh, I found a pizza that is actually worse than hot and ready. Oh, here we go. Right. We've long established, to me, the worst pizza is hot and ready. It's not even pizza. Right, exactly. It's its whole own weird Yes. Morpheus thing there. So, right, that's that's the standard bad, right? Agreed. Her mind, white is that. You're worse than white. Now, she's going about her life, walking around, doing work in offices, saying hello to people with that level of bias that white people are that you're worse than white. Wow. And by the way, she um she used to date a guy named Butta. Butter? The girl in the office needed a her the guy yeah. she was dating, his name was Butter. One of them was Cake? No, I'm trying to think what the other one was. Crumb oh, cake? No. I gotta ask my wife. I'll text her and find out. So but one fat. of them I remember was Butter. So she's fat. Huh? So she's fat. I don't know. I'm just saying uh, Butter was his nickname, and you know why it was Butter? Why? Because he's smooth. That's what she said. My wife she's like, Yeah, I'm dating this guy's name's Butter because he's smooth. My wife was like, hey, um, maybe we don't have to have these covered. You're worse than white. <laughs> are you smooth? I don't know. You are not smooth, so you know. could not be called butter. I don't know. Now, you know why they call me butter? Why? Because often I'm on a roll. <laughs> See? I'm on a roll. 
That's why they call Thank me butter. Thank you. That's not why they called him butter. Uh, Actually, they call me butter. Dude, everybody in my ear is like horrible jokes. What do you mean like a butter? Uh, no, we get what, it. What am I, margarine? Is that what you're saying? I can't believe he's not butter? Is that, <laughs> let's just move on. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. Instead of punching a total stranger this morning, punch these numbers into your phone. 888-900-3393. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. By the way, there is a uh, long history of blacks having issues with other minorities, especially in their communities and especially with Asians. Yes. Not just in those schools. Marion Barry, the former mayor of, New- of uh, D.C., and also ended up on council years after being arrested and serving time for drug violations while mayor. Wow. Years later, uh, and I think he just passed away uh, not too long ago, but uh, he made uh, some statements about Asians in their community. And again, remember, these are leftists. These are progressives who constantly tell us about all people of color and diversity and inclusion, but it really comes down to them selfishly. Here's what he had to say. And do something about these uh, Asians coming in, open up business, these little dirty shops. And, getting, and they ought to go. I understand that right now. You know, but we need African-American business people to be able to take their place. Uh, you got to get rid of the Asians uh, and uh, have wow. black uh, people take their businesses. You can hear the background. That's right. Right. Exactly. That's it. <clears throat> so then they kept interviewing him. By the way, he didn't lose his job. Wow. He was still on council. Everything was fine. Wow. Everything, well, he went about their business. Uh, some people questioned him on it. Yeah. He doubled down. Of course. He did some other interviews where he said, yeah, absolutely. And then uh, finally, um, an interviewer caught up with him, I think from Reason, and uh, asked him about it. Listen. Why you got to get all racial with the businesses? What racial? What with talking? the Asians in the dirty shops. That's not racial. How is that not racial? Hold on, hold on. Go to it you... hold on. Remember, often we conflate racial and racist. Yes, yes, yes. He's yes, saying yes. that's not even racial to talk about people by their race. Mm-hmm. That's racial. Yes. May not be racist, but it's which racial. it probably is, but it's still racial. Yeah. Okay, here we go. How is that not racial? Well, I'm not going to go to it if you don't understand it. Well, I would like to understand well, it, so tell me. Uh-huh. There's a cultural difference yeah. between a number of ethnic groups. Yeah. Whether Hispanics or whether it's Asian, whether white people, mm-hmm. when there is a cultural difference yeah. because of our socialization, mm-hmm. because of segregation, discrimination. Mm-hmm. All this adds to it yeah. and affects every aspect of our life. I understand, like, I don't want to go to a dirty restaurant, mm. but why you got to bring Asian into it? Because the fact is that 95% of the carryouts in Ward 8. Own a manage by Asians. Ah. So? So, I'm finished with that. I'm what with that? I'm finished with it. I'm finished. So, it really isn't about them being, uh, about the places being dirty or not clean. It's that, that there's too many Asians yes. and he doesn't see blacks owning the businesses. Uh huh. Uh-huh. 95% of them. Did, did they actually count? <laughs> no. He just threw that out there. Statistics out there. I yep. love that. Well, 
And the reason I know that, I know that that's probably BS, is because we have learned long ago that 87.4% of all statistics are made up. Yes. 87.4, all of them made up. So it stands to reason his 95% was likely made up. Yes. But there you go. Now, Chris... It's not it's not even racial, it's cultural. It's cultural. So now you got it, right? Yes, okay. Yes. So imagine mm-hmm. if out there in a DC suburb, Mary mm-hmm. and Barry wanted to move out, move into mm-hmm. a uh, primarily white DC suburb mm-hmm. and I said, "Hold on there, partner. I don't think you belong here." Mm-mm. He said, "Why?" And I said, "Cuz you're black." And he would say, "Yeah, it's racist." And I would say, "No. no it's cultural. It's cultural." Whether it's Asian mm-hmm. or black or white mm-hmm. or Hispanic or whatever, it's cultural. Mm-hmm. See, we do things a different way here. It's just, you know, the way we act, the way we walk, the way we talk. It's all a cultural thing, and we just don't think you'd fit in. And even if you're comfortable with that, well, we're just not the most comfortable with it. We want to sell that house on the end of the block to a white person who culturally fits in. Is that going to fly? No. No. It absolutely will not fly. It's not about culture in no. his mind. He didn't like the fact that non-black people were owning businesses yep. there. And he got his little feelings hurt. That's all it is. Believe it or not, you are actually being informed. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Those uh, tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. It's at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. If you would, please uh, make sure to follow us on social media as well. Uh, you got a lot of tweets coming in, uh, especially about your wife's story. Uh, it goes about lib- being worse than white. Yes. Libertarian saying, You and I should have responded with all that bragging. You're worse than a man. Oh, there it is. Worse than butter. <laughs> That's what you should have You're worse than butter. Uh, Dave L saying the guy's name was Butter because spreadable Mandarin is too long. <laughs> spreadable margarine. Is that what it said? <laughs> it was so funny though. When my wife told me she's like, oh yeah, she was telling me she's dating a guy named Butter because he's smooth. I was like, oh well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> I just I texted her. She hasn't gotten back to me. I want to know who the other guy's name is. It's something like she's busy. She's actually working on air. She could take a moment and text me. It was something cake. It was something like <clears throat> you got Pit Viper saying when Doc goes home, he loses his freedom and man card to Yuna. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not even. I don't think to Yuna. I just think to the whole. Like as soon as the he walks into the door, it's the whole it's just, culture. <laughs> it's to the culture. Oh, okay. it's to the culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Jaco Pokemon saying they call Doc Butter. They call Jeffy Butterball. <laughs> uh, Adam saying my nickname should be Peanut Butter because I'm chunky and sometimes sticky. Chunky and sticky? Peanut Butter or Peanut Butter? No, Peanut Butter. 
peanut butter. Nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the, you're not smooth if you're chunky. No. No, if you peanut butter, I don't think chunky peanut butter. Can peanut butter be smooth? A creamy, it can. Oh, creamy. See, you right. say creamy, not not smooth. It could be smooth and creamy. It could be creamy or smooth. They're not. Uh, they're not mutually exclusive. I'm not a peanut butter. It could fan, be both. So it could I, be either. I'm a, yeah, yeah, I don't even know what that's about, but okay. No, okay. Hey, yesterday we uh, touched on a video that a buddy of mine sent me during the broadcast, and it was amazing to us, shocking to us. Yeah. This was from a church, I think, in Dubuque. Yes, uh, yes. A church in Dubuque bust this whole thing out, and apparently done in the 90s. Yeah, it had to be. Because a, yes. a guy posted, it's had 45 million views. Yes. Do you know when it was posted? Do you remember uh, when? 2013. <clears throat> okay, so it has been a while. Mm-hmm. But in 2013, he said, I'm posting this. It was something I helped pr- my, my minister or pastor yes, produce when I was a, in high school. Mm-hmm. This is 2013. So if he's posting it then, it was when he was in high school and you could tell by the fashions. It's got to be last century. Oh, yes. By the way, are we at that point where I could start saying last century? Yes, yes, yes. Ooh, yes nicely yes. done. Yes. Last so, century. Yeah. So a while ago, and you could tell. I would say no more than... 25 years old. Okay. Yes. Right. Yeah. We're 2018. Yeah. That means 1998 yeah, and it was would be 20 in, years old. Yeah, and it puts in 2013. So yeah, was... I would say no more than 25 years old. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So in 25 years, we've gotten to a point where this one video is so triggering. Even me, I lived through those things. I mean, we joked all kinds of stuff. I'm not hypersensitive. It still was like, oh my gosh. Wow. That's over the edge. We have beeped this, right? Yes. We yes. are prepared for this. We are prepared for this. To show you how much we have been willing to change as a society. Because we keep hearing about this institutionalized racism and the greatest sin. And America was never great because of all of our racism and whatever. I show you now how we have changed. That in a generation, we have eradicated the N-word. When I was a kid, you could say that wasn't even that troubling. It was a slur, but not always. People joked about it. It was in movies. Now you cannot do that. And in just 25 years, this has become troubling. Well, I wrote this song for the Christian youth. I want to teach kids the Christian truth. If you want to reach those kids on the street, then you got to do a rap to a hip-hop beat. So I gave my sermon an urban kick. My rhymes are fly, my beats are sick. My crew is big and it keeps getting bigger. That's because Jesus Christ is... Whoa! Hold it, hold it, hold whoa, on a whoa, second. Pause whoa, that whoa, one second. Whoa! Whoa! Ah! Wow, it keeps getting bigger. <laughs> He's a rigger? <laughs> no. <laughs> and it's not ah no. either. It rhymed with it, he didn't say bigger. No. It doesn't no. keep getting bigger. It keeps no. getting bigger. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. Um <laughs> Now we got to explain to you. This is a goofy 55 65-year-old white guy, Pastor. chunky with a camel hair coat. Might be mohair. <laughs> anyway, uh the suit is too big for him. He's just so uncomfortable oh, yeah, this, this entire thing. <laughs> and bust this out. Now, that's just the beginning of it. But I got to pause for a moment <sighs> and say, even back then, this would have been weird. Yeah. And we'd have wrapped, uh, ripped on him for rapping because he's obviously not fly. It's not no. cool. doesn't look good. No. Um, I understand you want to target young people, but they're not going to go like, well, 
that minister is rapping, so suddenly I will listen to him. And that was the point of this rap. It was an outreach video right. for kids. Live, live where the youths are to yes. bring them in. Yeah, what you want to do is get somebody who can actually rap and hip, yeah. and they're your gateway. You know, that biggie you talked about, maybe get him and do the rap instead of you. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's not going to work. Let's say um, people are brought in by good-looking guys. Yes. I'm not going to say, well, let me just take my shirt off here. They're going to be, oh, no, that's no, not good no. for anybody. You want to get a good-looking person to go and bring you yes, in there. Yes, So that's it. Okay. So at the de- at the time, we would have said, Okay, the rap, that's ridiculous. You're just horrible and mocking. A white guy rapping, really? And then to say JC is your N word. Yes. We would have said sacrilegious potentially. Yes. But remember, in that application, saying my Yes. My ninja yes. is a compliment. Yes. What's up, my ninja? Yes. What's up, my buddy? Yes. He's my, right? That's what it is. But okay. Now to hear that, how troubling is it? Which is more troubling? The middle-aged white guy rapping the N-word or him saying JC is N-word? Wow. Sacrilegious or racist? Which is the bigger trigger? Racist. Without question. Okay, we're going to play just a bit more. And that's uh, the first part. He uh, brings Behind him is some older guy. Older. Is he playing the DJ? Is he He's mixing, the DJ. breaking it down? He's the DJ's like uh, fog creator. Oh, he's the he has tech a fog, guy. He has a fog machine and just starts creating some fog. That's not really him. part of the rap community. No? No, I don't think so. They have hype man. They have fogger. They don't have that. <laughs> no fogger? I don't think so. I'm not part of the rap community, but from Aww. you know what little research I've done, that doesn't seem Aww. to be like it. Then he busts out uh, another person. It's a rap duet. <laughs> Is that a... I don't, see, you just lost credit by saying it rap duet. Well, I don't know. What do you call it when you got two rappers? You said it, two rappers. I mean, like in California, love. I know you got uh, Tupac there, mm-hmm. and you got uh, whoever else it is. I don't know. Who else is it? But anyways, right? You got two of them. So is it just two people rapping? Did you say yeah. rappers? Yeah, rappers. You do rap duet? <laughs> no. Are you sure? You're killing the, like, the most. Like- okay, let me move on then. Anyways, yes. you'll, you'll figure it out. Here we go. Because Jesus Christ is. Ooh. He's fly. Now they're breaking it down. He's just doing some fly moves here. Here it comes. He's a life changer, miracle arranger, born to the virgin mom in a manger, water to wine, he's a drink exchanger, and he died for your sins. I preach the word, that's my gig, and I rhyme better than Notorious Big. All the other MCs, I wish them well, but if you live in sin, you burn in hell. Well, if I was a teenager, it'd make me want to convert. Now I'm a pass the mic to my lovely wife. She's a wife. YMC and the light of my life. So to bust the rhyme without further ado, take it away, Mary Sue. Jesus Christ is my He's the son of the original G. And he was sent to earth to elucidate the way that we should be. What? Like if another MC says you're a freak, you're a lame butt rapper and your rhymes are weak. I don't get mad and I don't critique. I forgive him and turn the other cheek. I don't blaspheme and I don't brag. She, she I don't cuss her butt. And my pants don't sag. I do exude a little Christian swag and I'm proud to be an American. Jesus Christ is a. Let his light shine through ya. Let his love pop a cap in your butt and say hallelujah. Jesus Christ is a. 
He's a homie MCJC. You see, he's an honest, caring, peace-loving like me. Wow. If you do drugs and you think you're cool, you need to come to Sunday school. Put those drugs in a garbage can. Stand up tall. You're a Christian man. Word up. I'm freestyle. Hit me. Okay. <clears throat> How you feeling now? You feeling all right? You okay I with that? Feel great. It's Friday. We've come a long way. We have come a long way. Doc. You uh You want to say institutionalized racism exists that uh, we haven't learned, we haven't grown, we haven't changed, we haven't evolved. That is absolutely over the top for many yes. people. Triggering. It yes. is the to the nth degree triggering. Yes, and we went to the stacks. It has forty five million views. It has eight hundred and thirteen thousand likes and fifty one dislikes. Wow, it's it's just so over the top. It's crazy, but we have changed that much. That's where we are. All right, uh, we should tweet out a link to that so people can see it for themselves. But yeah, because there is a couple things that are lost uh, when you can't see the visuals. Yeah. So if you're watching with us on the Blaze TV, you got him. If you're on the radio, you didn't see him. It's uh, <laughs> the guy behind him when he busts a cap in his ass. He goes, woo, woo, and then smiles like, it's okay, <laughs> it's okay that you <laughs> just shot me in the butt. It's all right. It's you. Oh, And I, and I love how the pastor swept this. She'll throw the cheek. Oh, she does. She doesn't actually drop trow or no, anything no, like no, that. No, no, no. But just... she flashes her, turn the other cheek. Yes. Don't necessarily think that's what they're... Okay. Anyways, we'll tweet out a link to it. Hey, this would be a good time to remind you about Patriot Mobile and the great deals they have right now for you to switch over and get a Patriot Mobile account. You know, of course, why you need to switch over. Because Patriot Mobile is doing good work for conservatives, conservative values. They have partnered with a bunch of different conservative organizations like the NRA, Gun Owners of America, the Susan B. Anthony List, the Heritage Foundation, and more to promote conservative change. Patriot Mobile takes just a little bit of your bill and gives it back to those organizations at no extra cost to you. So you're doing some good every day. And you're like, well... Well, about their coverage, Doc? Coverage is great. We've had situations where people with Patreon Mobile have coverage and others don't. Yeah. Super fast, reliable network. It works great. And they have unlimited talk and text packages start just 20 bucks a month. Come on, man. But you can also get an iPhone. Select iPhones are just $4 a month right now. Yeah, there's some Androids as well, but who cares about those? Just focus on the iPhones for 4 bucks a month because they have multiple models that are available, it's not one size fits all. It is, however, first come, first serve, so switch today. Call patriotmobile.com slash doc. You got a great value. You're doing good with your money, and they're going to make the pot even a little bit sweeter. They will waive the $30 activation fee if you use the promo code doc. Yeah, and I have a question for you, doc. Yeah. How much do you pay for your, uh, for your cell phone bill? If it's okay for you to say that. Um, it's over a hundred Patriot mobile. No, no, no. Like your bill, your monthly bill. How much is it for most people? Yes. For, for most, most people, people, for most people, I, yeah. um, I don't know. It's probably 80. I don't know. It depends on the package. Yes. And I got my bill. Cause I was like, Oh, I forgot to pay. No, I forgot to pay 24 95. Wow. That's unlimited. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Nice no, no, job. not unlimited. I'm sorry. It's five gigs. I don't use that much. Five's still pretty. No, legit. five. Yeah. For one person. Wow, unless you're using a lot of video, is probably yes, like and that's one of the things that I. Two, and by the way, they'll tell you and they'll two, coach three, you something like that. They'll yeah. coach you. Hey, do this. 
do this. Maybe this plane is for you. We have a we have a family one, and there's where it's just everybody's built together. Oh yeah, so, yeah. Because so you got the, the amount mother of gigs, law, mother-in-law, you know? me, wife, and my wife uses gobs of data. Is your son and, with you or no? No, no, no. Oh, he's no. with others. So that's we usually go about four, mm. something like that. Oh wow, even. Um, that's that's and she's gobs of it. That's all we're at four gigs a month. So that's that's mm. a great deal. So, all right, but anyway, switch today. PatriotMobile.com yeah. slash doc. PatriotMobile.com slash doc. Don't forget the promo code doc. The next generation of talk radio. The morning blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Yeah, so Stephen English says, yeah, even in 1993, this wasn't a good idea about the rap. He's right about that, but at the time, it would have been more of, okay, you're just so white, it just sounds goofy, rapping, that type of thing, and possibly for some sacrilegious, you know, inappropriate from the Christian perspective. But now when you hear it, wow, they just bust it out there. And it does, it just... There's like this ring out of a bell when they when you hear it without being beeped and they say JC is my ninja but they don't say ninja and it just kind of rings out there they're so white it's not like it's kind of in there somewhere it's like Paka! but I'm not highlighted searchlights on it ringing out or, 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 or. but I noticed and we've this is the second scenario we play that it shows that people are it's over. Like we first was the teacher. Now, ah, er. now is this pastor and his pastor's wife. It's, there's no racism as like the people say. It's not out there. No, no, absolutely. No. People, this. If you played this in anywhere, you're you're done. You're yeah. done. Anywhere except here. <laughs> You play this in your office for most people. You oh. bust it out. It, yesterday, it was funny because yesterday I'm trying to get the cues so I let edit know to edit. I mean, to beep out the right. thing. And I'm full blast. Ninja. Right. Ninja. Whoa, whoa. Let's uh, mute it's, that. It's Bring research, that down. Sorry, research, sorry. research, right. research. There's a, um, <laughs> you could search for it on YouTube. I can't even play it because it's all the N word. Okay, there's very few other words. There was a product like um, like a scrub brush, like an SOS pad type Mm -hmm. thing back in the day. And the brand name wasn't SOS or Brillo. It was Ninja Boy. Oh, so if you do Ninja Boy cleaning pad, something like that, it it, for the longest time, it was up on YouTube. You could find it. And it was the old commercial they had. So it was like, and it goes, Ninja Boy, Ninja Boy, Ninja Boy, Ninja Boy, Ninja Boy, Ninja Boy, like this, over and over. And somebody's looped it like, you know, 400 years. That might be it. Is that it? There it is. Oh, wow. That's, yeah, make sure don't don't play it. Because it's all (laughs) N-word. Steel wool soap pads. Yeah. Um, Hmm. But yeah, you can't can't email that to a friend. No. The company email. If you're, Mm -mm. if you, if you are like this. Oh my gosh, I found this and it is horrible. Can you believe how racist people are or, or were or are for even sh- 
posting this on YouTube. This is an example of what we should not be in society. If you put that and share this in many offices, that's an HR visit. That's a firing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But it's pretty funny when you listen to them. So anyways, check it out. Do your search, though, but I'm telling you, do it from your home computer. (laughs) You don't want to share that. Uh, Let's see here. Sizzy Broadcoat Seating says, I need Friday leftovers and a massive amount of alcohol after this week at work. Well, I can help you out with half of that. Come on over because we're drinking. I mean, we've got Friday leftovers at the bottom. That's the half I can help out with. All right. Are you looking? You're curious about it? I'm curious. What would it call it that? What the the soap pads? Yeah, what what's behind calling it end boy? I don't yeah. get it. Well, I mean, you've got all kinds. Of, do you have the products that are named after other things? <clears throat> you would think there would be a reason behind this. Let's say you said uh, the brand name is Oak Tree. Oak Tree. Okay. Was that a problem? <clears throat> no, no, no. I'm not saying that is. That no, is... I mean, I mean, just you wouldn't think you just say oh, it's no, Oak, oak yeah. Tree pads, right? Yeah. Or. Um, uh, tiger pads. See, so when you say that, I'm thinking, okay, the pads are made out of oak or the pads are made out of tiger. You put in... Well, well, no. What if it means like from strength? It's rawr. Tigers are strong. Okay, exactly. So what's the definition behind this one? Maybe at the time they thought blacks did jobs where it was like janitorial type things, right? Or... Or are strong. Because it says that. it works fast. It works so fast you work less. Because the soap is in the pad. There it is. Yeah, but that does not remind me of the little boy. Well, like I said, it, it maybe it was more of a caricature type thing. Oh, okay. Or it could be that there was a a perception that mm. blacks worked hard. Mm. Oh, I mean, okay. I don't know. Seriously, so uh, that's my guess. Anyways, that was way before my generation, either even. But a buddy of mine had found that one time. It was like, oh my gosh, look at this. Did you did you find the full video for it? I think so, okay. yeah. I just don't want to click it. Even though my mute, my, my computer during mute a break. It, At home, I'm far so- away from the studio. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we do have your Friday leftovers coming up about uh, five, six minutes from right now. First, though, I have to tell you about RidUZone. The great folks at RidUZone await you at RidUZone.com. We had some people on at the beginning of the week to tell you how much weight they have lost and how effective it's been. It's a good product because it not only is going to help you with your weight loss, it's going to help you maintain them and... It could make it could help you maintain right now during the difficult season that is coming up. Do you realize we are just months away from the holidays? And the holidays for most of us are really an awful season. It's not just the holidays, though. It's coming off of summer. Most of us get less active slowly over the next couple of months. Summertime, you're active. You're out doing stuff. If you live in a very hot area, maybe you've been a little less active in the hottest months. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be a little hot, you know, more active as it cools off a bit. But we know... During the winter months, we slow down quite a bit. You're not outside. You're not running. You're not you know, golfing. You're not doing all of these things that do give you some extra uh, exercise. Riduzone is going to help you eat less and lose weight. It gives you a full feeling and it burns more calories by boosting your metabolism. And it's natural. It's not some weird drug that uh, some pharmaceutical company came up with that has all these weird side effects. You know, they're like... Yes, it uh, it does promote weight loss, but could give you leaking navel syndrome. It could give you rickets. It could give you scurvy. And by the way, may not actually lose weight. Have you have you ever seen those? Yes, yes, I have. There are some medications, pharmaceuticals out there that are to treat a certain ailment, 
and in the disclaimer says it may cause that ailment. <laughs> Have you know they're like uh, this cancer fighting drug, but it may cause this may, may cause cancer. May cause this. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're doing it wrong, right? That's what I'm saying. You're doing it wrong. Try Riduzone. It definitely can help you lose weight and is not going to cause you any of those other issues. Riduzone.com. It's based on something that's already in your body. It's found in the Mediterranean diet called OEA. That's just the abbreviation because I don't know how to pronounce the name. But it will help you by boosting your metabolism and making you feel fuller. Call them today, RidUZone.com. R-I-D-U Zone.com. It works. I know this was not what you told me to do, but I figured out why it was called Enboy. All right. Enboy was a brand. Right, but why was the brand even around? Oh, crap. Because it has a licorice, Enboy licorice. Uh, licorice? Have, yeah, like licorice. Really? Yeah. Uh, they also have Enboy uh, black shoe polish. Oh, uh, and boy, cigarettes. Okay, I, the licorice and shoe polish were probably first. Why? Why oh, did you call it N word? Yeah, because licorice is black, and shoe polish black. gonna most of it's gonna be. So maybe they started with one of those, built and the then brand, built the brand, and then. So it's like uh, Pepsi Light and Pepsi yes, Clear, exactly. Yes, and they're like uh, shoe polish. What's next? Licorice. It's also black. What do we got? How about we use soap yeah. pads? Well, those aren't black. Yeah. Ah, we built the brand. Yeah. Here we go. <clears throat> okay. Sorry. I just ha- I had to know why they were using that. So I, I didn't have to go to HR because I used a couple of words I was not supposed to do while researching. Uh, you got Stinky Biscuit tweeting out what I learned today. I think we have a new category. You're worse than old white homemade Christian rap. Oh, my gosh. There it is. You're worse than <laughs> old white homemade Christian rap. Lengthy, <laughs> but but good. Jackal tweeting out. Uh, Jackal Saddletram tweeting out. I wonder what the rap party was like for the Christian rap. <laughs> oh right, yeah. <laughs> Did they order Crystal? <laughs> <laughs> well, we saw his posse. We know what that looks like. Oh, Mister D Camp saying. He's a lyrical gangsta. Word up. Excuse me, Mr. Passer. Word up. Why are you rapping like that? Word up. Word up. Dude. Yeah, busting out the word up. That's a, There were so many fails. So many old, white, goofy guy <laughs> happenings going on. So- what I didn't see, which uh, I'm thankful for, it's probably in the follow-up video, is, is him wearing uh, the big clock. Yes. Neck. But, flame flame. but it's a grandfather clock. <laughs> the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. Hey, it's Doc Thompson. Thanks for listening to the program. I want to tell you about another program that I think you're going to like. It's the Glenn Beck Program. Check it out now wherever you get your favorite podcast. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, 888-900-3393. Today's been very triggering for a lot of people, very edgy, a lot about race, but I think we've done some good work here. Please share your tweets and follow us on social media. We'll get to those coming up as well as your Friday leftovers. But first, I have to remind you about the iTarget Pro system. The website is iTarget Pro. Again, the letter iTarget Pro. It's a great system that will help you become a better shot. You get to use the gun that you have, whatever gun that is, right? It's not some uh, range gun or something like that. 
to dry fire at your house or wherever you want to shoot and become a better shot. But unlike dry firing, you get to find out where the shot would have gone because there's a proprietary app that you put on your phone and it registers there. So you put the little laser round in your gun, fire away as many times as you want, and the app on your phone registers. Okay, you're clustering here. You got a too wide of a pattern. Maybe you bring it down a little bit, whatever it is. So you can target practice wherever you want. You got dry firers that dry fire sometimes like 10 to 1 versus range fire. And again, you don't know where it's landing. With the iTarget Pro system, you do. It's a, it's a fun activity. You can teach the kids to target practice you know, or target shoot more often. They get to use it more often. Um, and you get to find out what type of shot you'd be in practice where you live, where you work, wherever it is you would likely have to protect yourself. It's great if you're a wonderful shot at the range. But what about in your bedroom? What about in the bathroom? What about down the hall if you've got somebody breaking in? Wouldn't you have liked to have at least practiced a little bit there? With the iTarget Pro system, you can. I say don't buy one, buy a couple of them. And have some competitions with the family. iTargetPro.com. Use the promo code DOC and you'll get 10% off. It's iTargetPro.com. And now, Doc Thompson presents The Friday Leftovers. Mmm. These are the great stories we didn't get to earlier in the week, so we will get to them now. An office with the Eustace Police Department. Eustace is Florida. Oh, yeah, okay. Eustace Police Department responded to the Dollar General store on Bay Street. The officer found broken glass outside. Uh-oh. And some beer missing from the beer cooler. Hello. <clears throat> the perp was not found in the store, but wasn't too difficult to find. Because... Surveillance video shows him kicking in the lower glass section of the sliding door. When that doesn't work, he's seen getting a shopping cart and ramming the door until he finally gets it open. Goes inside to the beer cooler, takes some beer out, tries to use something to smash open the tobacco counter case. That doesn't work. And leaves just with beer. Cops also found the, the shopping cart there, right there in the doorway. Two days later... They get a 911 call from the Dollar General Manager about a possible drunk person. The manager said, you know, kind of looks like that guy on our video surveillance because he's wearing the exact same shirt he was at the time of the incident. (laughs) A shirt that says, this guy needs a beer. No. Oh, no, buddy. So let me... Clear this up for yes, you or please, sum it up for you. Please, please. He wore a shirt that says, this guy needs a beer mm-hmm. into a Dollar General to steal beer mm-hmm. and then returns the next day drunk on that beer. Yes. Okay. 53-year-old David DeVos was arrested in front of the Dollar General. <laughs> Pro-criminal tip number 4812, don't return to the scene of the crime wearing the same shirt you wore to the scene of the crime. Yes. <clears throat> you want to wear a different shirt. Yes. Or go to a different one. There's that as well. I'm thinking he lived in the hood. <laughs> yeah, Dollar General, yeah. yeah. There was... <laughs> in uh, my hometown, or one of the little hometowns, because I had a couple of them right next door, there was this, um, what do you call it, housing project. Oh, okay? Yeah. And they had a bunch of them, but this one was a pretty big housing project. And the only store close to it was like a convenience-type store. Nothing else. 
for like a mile. You'd have to walk a mile. And then it got into some other busy areas, but it was all residential. Except right next to it was this one convenience store. And the residential area around this housing project was was okay. It was kind of middle class. The housing project was a little lower middle class, but right there. That store was robbed over and over and over and over again. <laughs> they finally had to shut it down. It had been robbed so many times. It just kept getting robbed. And I'm like, wonder where those people are coming from. A witness in a murder, a uh, witness in a murder trial in Australia was attacked in prison mm. after the guards placed him in the same cell. As the person he snitched on. Oh. Oh, that was done on purpose. That was done on purpose. That was done on purpose. This is like the, the lions in the cage, and they're like, come on, gazelle. Come on. Come on, put you in there. Gazelle's going, no. No. No, seriously. And the lions no. are going, hey, yeah. come on in. We're all come. family here. It's okay. We're all good, man. It'll, it'll be all right. Uh, yeah, the guards placed the snitch in the same cell as the person he snitched on. Non-association orders is what they put on their little sheet, mm-hmm. like these people can't be connected at all, were sent to the corrective services, but the witness and the accused, nevertheless, were put in the same cell. The inmate, the, the snitcher, kept telling them, hey, this <laughs> no, is not good. No, Don't not, do this. Not cell block D. Do yeah. not, not cell block D. Yeah, he was beat the hell up. The inmate was treated for minor injuries, but was unable to attend court to testify the next few days. No. Who would have thunk it? Honest to God, this is what they reported. Minor injuries. Minor. Okay. But just couldn't make it to court those next couple oh. of days. You know, that little scratch and that uh, that sore jaw. I'm uh, just not going to be able to make I don't know how long it's going to be before I make it. Maybe you take my ass out of this cell. We talk about when I can make it. <clears throat> oh, yep, I'm holding out. I'm going to get some, oh, some yes. free stuff. There. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Just before noon, 911 operators got calls, multiple calls. This is in the state of Oregon. The callers were responding to and reporting smoke coming from an open field. Ooh. Firefighters arrived and were able to keep the fire from spreading. But in the end, over three acres were burned. Wow. That's a lot, right? Yeah, it's pretty sizable. Okay. The cause of the fire was determined to be cigarette butt. A homeowner trying to destroy a yellow jacket nest with oil and gasoline. <clears throat> what? Well, how else are you going to destroy the nest? Tell me if you saw a yellow jacket nest, how are you going to try to destroy it? Baseball bat? Yeah, then they're going to sting you. Okay, then you wear a long jacket. No, they're going to get bat. in there unless you have a full bee suit. Okay, I guess you got me. Uh, maybe... Uh, the 20-foot yard and wash spray, something oh, like spray. that. You oh, do we that. talked to Cal about Maybe that, Maybe you yes. call somebody else, something like this. A broom. No, no. no. The, uh, oil and gasoline. That's what you want. Oil. That's it. Oil and gasoline? <clears throat> Not just gasoline. Oil and gasoline. Well, I think the idea behind that is uh, the gasoline burns hotter instantly. Okay. The oil is uh, probably more a sustained burn. Mm. In case they decide to come back in that nest. They survived the initial flames. Flame, so no, you keep it going there. I think that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, the wind spread the fire, and the homeowner was unable to control the flames after igniting wow. it. Firefighters during the blaze also had to battle something else. The wasps! The yellow jackets that the homeowner was unable to kill. Oh, <clears throat> they survived the first attack? 
Yeah, they're still in the area. Oh, man. He's still there, yeah. You're like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool from the Yellow Jackets. That's right. Well, they don't know who started. They're like, look at those firefighters. We're going to take them out. <laughs> yep, that's trouble. Council Bluffs, Iowa. The police department there reported that while on patrol, an officer heard a taser being used and saw a naked man running down the street after a woman. <clears throat> What's the matter? Taser being used. Yes. And all of a sudden, boom, naked man mm-hmm. after a woman. Right. Okay. The man told police that his girlfriend had been at his residence mm-hmm. earlier that night, but she refused to leave after he told her to. <clears throat> well, you know, she won't leave the house. They got into an argument yep. and that the man t- said that he told her not to be so loud because his mother was asleep in the house. Of course he lives with his mama. So come on over. It's, it's cool. She's sleeping. It's so cool. And then, okay, now you got to get the hell out. We're done. And, yeah, that's right. Go. Well, can I stay? Nope, mom's here. No, mine got to go. Sorry. It's quiet down. I already yeah. told you. I told you to right? keep your... <clears throat> I told you to keep it down. Right. So what he did is he started the excuse earlier. Yeah. So he'd have it so you have to get the hey, hell out and can't you can stay. come in. My mom is sleeping. Okay? Right. Uh, the man tried to restrain his girlfriend and bit her arm. Whoa, She buddy. grabbed a taser and ran out of the house. He grabbed a bottle of vegetable oil and was going to dump it on the woman when police arrived. What is that going to do? Well, I mean, everyone knows if you're in a taser battle. You bring you oil? You vegetable oil? Vegetable oil. That's what battles taser. Absolutely. Huh. That's, uh, I would say never bring uh, vegetable oil to a taser fight. Okay. That's uh, one of the things I think I've learned already. Mm. The woman told a uh, similar version, but says she shot the taser, but its probes didn't hit him. So she tried to tase him. He was arrested on suspicion of domestic abuse. Oh, no. What's the matter? She should have left the house. This I think is, this is on... This is all on her. That's what I think. This is all on her. Don't be charging naked man. I say you charge them both. Did he do something other than bitter? He her? brought the vegetable oil and bitter. Okay. Although both of those could have been just part of the, the games they were playing earlier. That's what I would have said. I know. Sorry. Both the vegetable oil and, and the, biting. the biting. That was earlier, earlier in games. the evening. Sorry. Yes. That's what it was. <laughs> but I did not agree to taser. No, no. <clears throat> Or her taste me. I clearly say Shazbot, therefore tasering does not apply. Is Everything that your safe to, word? Huh? Is that your safe word? No, I just made it up earlier, oh, okay, so it okay, sounds okay. good. But it might be now. It might now be. <laughs> Cops in the UK released still shots from closed circuit TV. Okay. And asked for the public's help in identifying a woman performing a sex, ox, sex act on a man while on the subway, while on a train. They asked for the couple's help, the, uh, the public's help. They didn't release the whole video because it was pretty graphic, but yes. they got some still shots, and they said, Do you, can you identify this woman? <clears throat> Amanda Barrow from Newberry Berkshire recognized the woman. She's watching it. She's like, I know that woman. Uh, Susan, she's once again doing it. No, Amanda Burrow recognized the woman. I know. The woman is Amanda Burrow. She recognized herself? Yes. You idiot. <laughs> She's like, oh, look uh, at this. Cops are asking our help. It's some woman who gave some dude a Scooby on the train. And oh, okay, that's, yeah, me. that's me. Holy moly. <laughs> she said she was shocked. Yes, shocked. Because she was so drunk at the time, she didn't remember it. Oh, that's creepy. She's like, she was so drunk up. She didn't know it. So she, you're like, it looks like me. That's my blouse. Yep, that's me. But I don't. 
Oh, that was Tuesday when I got oh. all drunked up. You know, she went to the closet and made sure that that was her blouse. Oh, yeah. She, she brought it. Oh, my God. That's me. That's me. Let me do the act. Oh, my God. That is me. Her attorney said she was too drunk to remember the incident. Okay. And it's not something she would, she would normally have done if sober. Okay. This is what he told the judge. Okay. Does that help the story at all? No. Okay. No. No. He also said... You got to understand, Your Honor, she had recently broken up with her her boyfriend and uh, resorted to regular binge drinking during sessions to deal with the heartbreak. Okay. You going to buy that? Yeah, that happened to me. Yes. Broke up with him and was drunked up and Mm -hmm, just had it. mm -hmm. She was sentenced to 120 hours of community service, 15 days rehabilitation, and ordered to pay 385 pounds in court costs. Okay. So, how much is performing a sex act on a train in the UK? Three hundred eighty-five dollars pounds. Three hundred eighty-five pounds. Same as downtown. Same as downtown. Thank you, you know, she was like, "Oh man, let's catch that girl. Look at her. she's so disgusting." Oh. So, yeah, she stayed around the office with all the girls. Did going, you hear that? What a tramp! What a troll! What, what a whore! With the you oh. know that looks a bit like you, Amanda. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? I do have a blouse that looks just like that. Yeah, you wore that Friday. Yeah, I know, right? You wore that that blouse from Friday. You took the train, too, right? Yes, yes, yes. That's Steve from accounting. (laughs) That would be the best. He's like, hey, that is Steve The funny thing is they haven't said anything about the dude. So why her charge and not him? Because she was the aggressor, Chris. Oh, really? Was that aggressive? I don't know. That's what I'm going for if I'm his attorney. He didn't even want this, Your Honor. He was okay. just on the train. Look, he's trying to fight her off. No, stop. Don't wait. Come back. Right? <laughs> is that when the, when the, the whole joke is like, stop resisting. Stop, stop <laughs> resisting. Exactly, exactly. No, no there. Stop. That stop. does seem a bit uh, of a double standard there, but yes, yes. we'll see. But yeah, that, the thought of her going, look at the trollop, right? Uh-oh. <laughs> There's an early episode of The Simpsons where Marge freaks out in traffic and blocks traffic because she has kind of a breakdown. Oh, she's yes, on the bridge, yes, yes, yes. And they're like full coverage. And Homer's watching at work with his buddy. And he's like, what's the matter? Not getting the good stuff at home. And also the window comes down and it's her. <laughs> Don't. All right, quick break. Back with more of your Friday leftovers. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. Culturally diverse morning show on the radio, hosted by a white guy. It's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Police in Suffolk, Virginia, responded to a report of a gunshot victim yesterday morning. Wow, yesterday morning. Yesterday morning, they responded to a gunshot victim. The shooting started, apparently, with an argument at a barber shop. When the fight turned physical, 44-year-old Michael Hatton produced a firearm and shot the other man outside of the shop. Wow. The witness said he heard the two people arguing, and he knows what the dispute was about. They were arguing over whether or not Halle Berry would play Aretha Franklin in the upcoming movie of her life now that she has passed away. 
really? they take their Aretha some serious. Well, and it was at the barbershop. And I don't know what kind of barbershops you go to, but the barbershops I go to, they get some heated arguments about the stupidest little things. Stu- well, this is not stupid. This is Aretha. No, I'm, you know, I'm, saying, I'm, saying, I'm saying that this is, serious. this is serious right here. Aretha Franklin, Hellberry movie. Yeah. Yeah. So there they are. And they're like, yeah, Sister Ree. She passed, you is know. That, is that Sister Ree? Okay, okay, okay. Sister Ree. Okay. Sister Ree. She passed. I know. You know, it's uh, terrible. I just. Uh, I wonder who's going to play her on the upcoming. Movie. Oh, Halle Berry. Absolutely. No, Halle no, Berry. no. That's a shooting. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Bang. Bang. Right. You do not disagree. <laughs> Listen, you don't want to get into a long debate. No. You shoot somebody no. right automatic. On the, right. Then everybody else just falls in line instantly. Yep. Right. Yes, you nip they it. Do. You nip it, nip it, nip it. That's what you do. Uh, hell bit. Bam. Anybody else? Oh, Apparently, no, no, no. it uh, was a little more detailed. Franklin oh, okay. had previously wanted Halle Berry to play her in okay. an upcoming movie. Mm-hmm. Berry said she didn't want to because she can't sing, and she said she wouldn't do it justice. That is true. So instead, they cast Jennifer Hudson. Oh, that's for a the good part. one. Right. Yes. Now, the victim is in critical condition. Oh, no. Yeah. And Hatton is being held without bond. Hmm. So, but it's just hmm. <clears throat> I can see it both ways. Does I know why he won't tell Barry? It's the eye candy on the on the sure, TV. sure. Yeah, yeah. but uh, he's in jail. Going, don't disrespect <laughs> Sister Ree. Do not. You do not do that. <laughs> Such a Bellevue, Illinois firefighters were called to the city's bicentennial park after a visitor heard the man calling for help. They heard a man screaming for help. Help! Help! Yeah. So they called firefighters. The man was stuck up to his waist in mud when the oh. crews arrived. What happened? Apparently, the, uh, the, there'd been some flooding in the river. Oh. just had a bunch of whatever. Okay. But it was a mud pit. That wow. they, it was like, like quicksand. Yeah. So there he is, stuck up to his waist with the parrot on his shoulder, just screaming for help. Oh. With the parrot just there, screaming for help. And a, the what? The parrot on his shoulder, screaming <laughs> for help. <laughs> Yeah. It is a pirate? He, he was out there looking for, for his booty? pet parrot. He was, <laughs> no, he was looking for the parrot and stumbled into the mud. And he's, help, help. And the firefighters uh, had to extend ladders all the way across the mud, get him out. The entire time, the parrot remained perched on his shoulder. The reports say neither man nor bird was injured. <laughs> You know the funniest part <laughs> had to be when the man's going help help the parrot's going help Brock help Brock help shut up I'm calling shut up Brock help I'm serious I'm dying here it's the mud mud Brock <laughs> <laughs> if you're the firefighters do you take the parrot first are you even concerned with that? I'm not concerned. You just no. take the man and you're yeah. like, hang on, Parrot, or don't. <laughs> the Parrot's been there for a long time now, so... Parrot, you know, like, you know, the Parrot wasn't getting stuck, too. He's on the shoulder, right? <laughs> Staying right up here. He's like, oh, this is good for me, buddy. <laughs> so he's out looking for his Parrot, steps in the mud. Whoa, there's oh. the Parrot. Two teens in Nashville, Tennessee, were arrested after attempting to carjack two vehicles in the Green Hills area. Mm. Two of them arrested trying to carjack two different vehicles. Okay. Both of the vehicles were a fail for them. Because? Various reasons. I I don't think you know the first one. Okay. I don't think you know. 
The suspects uh, first tried to steal the car of a woman parked in the Hill Center parking garage around 620 in the, uh, in the evening. Mm-hmm. They ran up to her car. They uh, screamed, get out. And they opened the doors, pulled her out. But she screamed and just held down the car horn and Good. wouldn't get out. Good. Ring. And they do tell you to do that stuff. And yeah. they ran off. Good. Good. Undeterred. Round two. They approached a woman walking to her car, and they knew this was the uh, way to go. Yeah, because she's not in the she's car. She's not in the car, Chris. She's not Thank in the you. car. You know, our mistake was we couldn't get that fat bitch out of the car. <laughs> You know that's what they're saying. That's actually what they said. Exactly. You yes, know they, they did. did. So if they're not in the car yet, boom, we got it. We got it. But we don't know how to hotwire cars. No, We're we two don't. stupid teens. So yes. what do they do? We got to steal the keys. So they timed it perfectly. She's walking to the car with her keys in hand, ching, 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 through the Kroger parking lot. Mm-hmm. They grab the keys out of her hand, run, beat her the car, jump in the car, start it up, vroom, and we can't and we can't get it i'm sorry guys it was a stick shift yes a manual transmission automobile that they had no idea how to operate i'm pressing the gas it's not going go go it's not going that other fat bitch is coming run they had to run Oh, you know, come on, come on, come on, go, 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 go. I'm, go I'm trying, I'm trying. Do you want to do it? <laughs> do you want to do this? Do you want to try do it? Do try it because it's not working. I'm doing my best. And what is this stick? What is this? Later on, later on, they're walking and they're like, you know, you really hurt my feelings with that. I was trying to do this. I was trying to do it. I didn't know it was. I don't know how to drive it. Do you know how? You know what? From now on, you, you do drive it. all the manual transmission cars. You go cars. for it. I'll try pulling the people out. You, you drive, drive. that. Because yes. apparently our relationship is not working Thank here. Thank you. It's not working for me. No. Not with you yelling no. at me all the time. You know, when you try to carjack two different cars uh-huh. and still end up running away from the scene, <sighs> oh boy, you are doing it wrong. Yes. By the way, cops rolled up in the area, saw them still hanging out in the area. Idiots. They planted something else. Go. And they, um, they, uh, they arrested them. Oh. So not going to be real good for them. Mm. Hey, if you learned something, and I'm sure you did, please tell us what it is with the hashtag what I learned today. Hashtag what I learned today on the Twitter. Good morning, Blaze. Sorry, we didn't mean to offend you. Actually, yeah, we did. This is the Morning Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. I get the tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today, and my wife texted me and I got the oh, other name. Here we go. So, butter. Cheesecake. Butter and cheesecake. Yeah, but it was more like cheesecake. cake. Chee cake. But it was cheesecake, yeah. Mm. I don't know. Does that mean he goes good with the chocolate topping? With cheesecake a, goes good with chocolate? With a uh, blueberry compote? I don't know. Hmm. Something like that. I don't know. I don't know how you get the name cheesecake. 
Hmm. I, don't know, I know beefcake. I get butter, I told you, but I don't get the others. Anyway, so that's the update for you. <laughs> you got blah, blah, blah. Love the blah, blah, blah. Manual transmissions are the best car security systems. They really are, especially with the millennials. Thank you. I was going to say, they are in today's world. In today's world, they are. In today's absolutely world, are. they are the best security system. I find that have. so funny. Oh, it makes yeah. me want to get a manual transmission car and have now car jack. and just leave it out there as a bait car, <laughs> right? Just to watch it and film video. <laughs> People trying to steal it. That cracks me uh, up so much. His <laughs> almighty Jack Holiness tweeting out what I learned today. Parrots are totally useless when you're stuck hip deep in a mud bog. They're not going to help. No. That parrot help. is not going to help you. Now, help. if you have like 40 or 50 parrots, maybe they could help you out. But one, they're not going to help you out. They can't lift you. They're going to fly yeah. you away there. Yeah. I mean, a dog's not going to help much there. Yeah. Certainly not that effing dog. No. I know it'd be that effing parrot after all that. <laughs> what you need is a mule. That's why you need a mule. They're going to pull you out of the mud. Uh, farm tech Steve saying, apparently the bird was oh. not as much as help as he could have been. I see what you did there you with the that? parrot and apparently uh, yeah. I got you there. Stephen English saying, holy berry as a, I mean, holly berry as Aretha. They better think, think, think about it. Oh, I see what you did there because her song is Think. And then when you think about it, you're like, you're right. Jennifer Hudson, forget singing. Who's a little more uh, in the size, shape? Yeah. And then the well, maybe tw- Halle Berry could play her as like the 14-year-old Aretha. But once she hit 25, we get she Madea. is not playing. Let's go get Madea. There you go. The, let's yeah, go get Tyler, Tyler Perry. Perry. <laughs> and he can sing. So there you go. If, you, if you're looking for that extra stream of revenue. Go to Earth, uh, theblaze.teamearthwater.com, theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Sign up to be an affiliate today. Remember, they pay you a 40% weekly commission, and all you have to do is share the information. It's not one of these where you have to fulfill it. You don't have to have any Earthwater parties, any of this stuff. You basically just share the information uh, with people, and if they buy through you, you get a 40% uh, weekly commission paid. And they get a discount when they buy through you versus everywhere else because they can sell it cheaper. It's uh, theblaze.teamearthwater.com, theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Sign up and become an affiliate today and start making cash. This is a simple and easy thing you can do. Share it on social media. Share it at parties. You got a lot of parties coming up in the fall and at the end of the year. An easy way for you to make some money. You know, maybe make just a couple of extra dollars and help out a bit. Or maybe it becomes something more substantial. It really is up to you. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Roger, uh, is it Roger? It's Rogers. 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 Okay, that was throwing me off there a little bit. You're the first person to ever call me Roger. Really? No. Okay. It's like, like, really? I feel like that's going to be pretty common. Rogers Healy, how are you, sir? I'm great. How are you? Doing well. You are a realtor? I am. I'm a real estate guy. Real estate guy uh, here in the Dallas region. And uh, we've been seeing a lot of stuff in the uh, market about millennials in the past not having been home purchasers. They didn't buy homes, but now they're starting to pick up. Figure this is a good time to uh, get an update and find out what's going on in the industry. Yeah, it's been great. I mean, especially in, in DFW, like we were talking about before we went on, it's been it's been kind of crazy, especially the last three or four years. I feel like people just discovered Dallas and especially millennials. People have started moving here really for no reason, but when they get to Dallas, they don't leave. So it's not a, nom- <laughs> a nomadic city like a New York right. or Nashville or something. But yeah, millennials are starting to enter the marketplace, and traditionally they've been renting and putting all their money into you know a nice property with granite, but now they're starting to actually 
you know, put roots down like in a city like Dallas, and it's it's really changing the game for us and giving us more market stability. Well, and the housing touches everything else. It touches virtually every industry. I mean, specifically, you're talking about you know putting people in homes in real estate, then uh, all of the support stuff, uh, the home builders and the right. suppliers to all of those. But then even within the community, all of those other businesses and where you work. So if you see more millennials buying homes, that should be pretty good for the uh, for the ind- or for the economy, right? Yeah, and it's it's really leading to. to- gentrification which is obviously just a a fancy term for growth and what we're seeing now with millennials is they're going to neighborhoods that they traditionally wouldn't have gone to right and real estate's always been a rule um, of location but now it's really more affordability so through that these cities that are urban core cities are having kind of like a uh, outside bullseye effect and we're seeing these places pop up out of of nowhere and, and developers are answering with Anything from a school to retail developments to you know additional high rises and, and rentals. Interesting. So you're seeing um, kind of a reverse of what it's been for years, right. but back to what it originally was. So if you had a city, and we know most areas develop with kind of a hub system. You got a, a core city like a Dallas or yeah. Pittsburgh or whatever, and then you see the communities build out from it. So if they said, okay, I'm going to live a little further out. It's cheaper. I'll buy land. We got suburbs. Then the suburbs say, hey, we'll put in a school and we'll put in a Kroger yeah. or whatever. But over the years, as we've uh, revitalized and whatever, you haven't seen that. Now you're kind of back to it. Yeah, it, it, it's it's kind of it's kind of cool to, to see it just kind of shift. I mean, obviously, people still want to be in the best location possible, but with prices increasing, interest rates are still relatively low. The options are not the way that they were a few years ago. So they are moving in places. And, and Dallas, like a commute is 15 minutes, right? Uh, but now a commute might be 20 or 25 minutes, and not complaining as much. And that's just changing the infrastructure of our city you know, every single day, but this is happening across the country in places like Nashville, like Oklahoma city, places that you wouldn't really put in the same category as Chicago, New York, LA, Miami, but because of the growth factor and with millennials playing a large part, it's changing the game. Gentrification. Um, although it gets a bad name at times, some people, you know, well, you're forcing other people out or whatever. It still is growth. It's redeveloping older areas basically. Right. And you're often there, they're made better, right? I mean, the buildings get nicer. And- yeah, I mean, maybe not just older areas, but a lot of rural areas too. You know, some of the fast- That's right, I about that. yeah, some of the fastest growing cities in the country are in DFW, and it's places that literally I hadn't heard of until a couple of years ago. So it, it is just again, it's a it's a pricing factor, and um, you know, if it's close enough to a highway or tollway, people tend to gravitate there if they can afford it. I, I love to see uh, redevelopment in, in neighborhoods that were older because I like the yeah. older buildings. I like, I like property and buildings anyway. So especially when people get real clever yeah. and uh, did with their design and stuff. I yeah. love that. You no, know, it's it's cool. And like people, people love like the loft conversion. Like New York City has obviously always been kind of a, a real estate case study, and what they've done in a place like the Meatpacking District. You know, oh yeah, it, it's really cool. And then you have cities like Atlanta. My girlfriend has a store um, called Ona, and it's in this little development in Buckhead that you never would have gone to, you know, 15 years ago. And now it's just, it's just growing and people tend to go and follow high end retail, high end rentals. And through that, you have millennials wanting to purchase condos, townhomes and houses in and around there. So what do you think the future trends are now? So you got the millennials that are finally, it looks like starting to settle down or buying homes. They're maybe not as afraid as they used to. Where do you think this is going in the next few years? I still think it's going to be affordability. And, and I think that as interest rates start to creep up just a little bit, like a quarter of a point, an eighth of a point, that's going to make a pretty big effect on, especially millennials, because they might be buying their first place. And you know what you can get now for 300000 with 4% interest rate a year from now might be four and a quarter. And that's going to be a pretty big adjustment. So I do think affordability is going to trump location and really the preferences of trends. 
Um, but with that said, you know, the market does adjust seasonally. So if people are looking to buy like millennials, this, like the next three months is probably the best time of year to make a purchase, Hmm. but they're probably in a lease, right? So most of them lease from March until May year after year. So it's, it's kind of poses a a little bit of a problem, but yeah, I mean, I think price is going to be our number one factor. That makes sense too. So those mid-range price point houses, well, and even the upper ones too, but definitely those mid-range ones are maybe a little trickier to sell. The, um, the interest rates go up a little bit just yeah. because you're, you know, if you, like you said, if you used to be able to afford 300,000, the interest rates go up, maybe you can only afford 280 or 260 yeah. or something. So like that, I, I kind of I call it the purgatory price point. It's stuff in DFW, like an urban core between probably 475 and 650. It's just kind of an interesting price point. It's not a first-time buyer. It's not a first-time luxury buyer. It's really a, a first-time second home seller. Uh, and, and that stuff always does take a little bit of a dip if the market softens. But there's always going to be a demand for people wanting to purchase a home. Um, yeah. And, so, and you got you sell or work with people around the country. You have different right. markets. Is that right? right? Mm-hmm. What What are some of the, like the um, hotter markets around? I mean, I know the South has been booming for years. Yeah, um, pretty much everything other than California. Okay. Uh, yeah, California. I mean, and that's man, that's a shame. Yeah, but the Cal- California market, like the I call it Uber luxury market, that's kind of always safe, right? Because there's always tech money. There's always gotcha. people that want to be by the beach, but their entry level, so say sub seven hundred thousand, is softened. You know, pretty ma- pretty massively, but yeah, people love Texas. People love Florida. Pe- uh, any, any my my thought has always been: if you're close to a retirement community or a college town, you're safe okay. because if you can't sell your property, you can rent it out. And oh, that's a great way to look at it. Yeah, about that. And, yeah. yeah, we're talking about Ohio. Ohio, whether it's like Kent State, which is a high rental market, mm-hmm. or whether it's Ohio State, you have such a high density of students that need a place to live, and the dorms can only house so many people. So, you know, that, that's always been a safe bet in my mind as far as real estate investment is concerned. Awesome. Are you getting ready to buy? So, yeah. if someone, to... let's say, is ready to oh, buy my. around this area, because okay. yeah. they're about it. to get okay. married, you know, in a mm. couple of months, what would be a good area to start looking into? It, it, so, yeah, I mean, it just goes back to what I was saying, and we'll have this conversation when we're off air, but it's, it's based on what your, your price point is. And I think it used to be, you know, I want to be here show me what you got, but now it's more, here's what I've budgeted for, what's available, right? And, and the sense of urgency really comes into play with this too. But yeah, I mean, any, in my opinion, anywhere in DFW right now is a, is a great investment. Uh, but again, there's probably some neighborhoods that, you hadn't, that I haven't heard of where there's stuff that's coming up. If you want nice and new, you might have to be five or six miles you know, further out. But mm. if you want the location, you want to be able to walk to stuff, you probably aren't going to have you know, 10 foot ceilings and, and granite everywhere. But, you know, that's something that people enjoy doing thanks to TV shows and whatnot. You know, they're putting sweat equity in and it's increasing the value of their home. So what are millennials looking for when it comes to a house? Yeah. I uh, got I got to believe the countertops. That's got to be yeah, a thing okay. still. Yeah, right? and, 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 I, and I will tell you, and if, and if millennials are listening or watching, good morning. And sorry we woke you up. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I, I, you know, you could say that same thing if it was one. Yeah, in true. The afternoon. Yeah. Pat Gray could say that. Yeah, no, yes, thank you. Glad got, you're up. We've got some that work for me. I posted this morning in our Facebook group of like, hey guys, good morning. And I could just tell that, you know. No one's up <laughs> no, yet. So I got like th- three likes. Hi, friend. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, they do want, I, I, for the most part, millennials don't want to do work after the fact because obviously they're working, they're climbing, just like I am. I'm kind of on the other side of the millennial game, but they don't want to do a lot of work as I don't either, I don't want to either, but you kind of have to pick and choose. So Right now, the trends in real estate in general, it's open floor plan. It's light, bright, 
earth tones, but when we show people properties, you know, whether I show it or people from my company, they might see something that's an orange couch or a red wall and be like, hey, listen, you can change the fabric, you can paint the wall. And that's just kind of our thing. It's, it's a mindset game. It's changing their, you know, mindset, keeping them agile and letting them know that, hey, you can make little changes for not that much money, but it might set you back one or two weeks. But, but a lot of people can't envision that. They really, some things they will excuse away when you're showing houses, right. like big gaping flaws that are expensive or really difficult because yeah. they're really sold on something else. But honestly, they will see a purple wall and just go, well, that, that kitchen is purple. I can't. I can't and it's be like, there. It's not the cabinet. It's just the wall you're painting. It's, it's like, you know, 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Sherwin-Williams, what do you? But they can't, right? That's, that's Yeah, we deal with it every day. And, and, and again, like, it's the stuff that the, the more experienced agents in, in our industry and the more successful people are the ones that have an answer for it. And the way that we teach our office is to kind of deflect. You walk in, you're like, oh, I don't like the color of this door. It's blue. Like, hey, we can paint it. How much is it going to cost? 80 bucks, right? I don't like these, this carpet. Can I change it to other carpet? Or, yeah, it's like you have an answer for stuff, but that does make it pretty difficult because when someone sees something online, they see the pictures and they immediately say yes or no, right? But what they don't know is as long as it's not changing walls and, you know, raising the roof, it, it can it's be workable. done. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's simple. And even if they want to change walls and work the roof, we got people that can do it. But It's just a matter of what you can spend and whatever. Yeah, and, and buying a home, I, I hate to tell you this, but it's not that much fun and it's not that convenient. And especially in a hot market, if you're in a top 25 market, whether it's El Paso or Chicago, there's competition, period. So you don't walk in and get to spend 30 minutes there. You're waiting for someone else to come in and, you know, that's at the front door waiting for you to leave. And somebody's probably putting an offer on it in the next two hours. So... That gives people a pressuring feeling where you can go and worry about the other stuff later on down the road. Yeah, it's funny. I've never been in those, and I've purchased you know half a dozen homes or whatever. Yeah. But I've never been in one of those where it's like you got to make that offer now because mm-hmm. it's so hot over that. Mm-hmm. That would I don't even know how to handle that. That would be <laughs> that would be difficult. Yeah, it, it doesn't really give people that like that warm fuzzy feeling where like why'd you buy your house? Well, because we had to. Right. Yeah, the, the meter was running. We had yeah. to get this going. We had to put it right in right now. We don't even like it, but are you interested in buying? It? <laughs> <laughs> we got a list of the people we're looking before. Yeah, um, yeah, that's got to be tricky. It's frustrating too because people have um, when you're selling a home, there's there's this emotional attachment, right? That you know your kids took their first steps there and all of this stuff, and you know you, you assume the the value of the home is more than it is. Everyone expects their home is worth more than it is. Yeah. It's crazy how that that is. Even yeah. even the more reasonable people that were like, well. I looked online. It's worth four hundred thousand. No, yeah. I looked. It's worth fifty eight. Yeah, right. I mean, it's dollars. Bad, yeah, right? yeah, fifty eight dollars, not yeah. thousand. The disparity is incredible. How they don't understand that with so many tools available. Yeah, you know, and it's that's our job is to educate, and it's it's difficult because we can't. If you want to go purchase a home, if you want to sell property, commercial, residential, farm, ranch, it doesn't matter. A lake house. We can't tell you what to offer. We can't tell you what to list it for. We can, you know, show a, you know, can lead a horse to water, but we can't take his face and just like slam right. it down there and be like, right. Right. drink. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, we show them the numbers they don't have access to, but that is still something we struggle with is people are self-taught realtors that are not realtors. But, you know, the, the, the saying goes, it's only worth what someone's willing to pay. And when we show you comparables, it's, I compare it to dating, like an active property, someone that's on the market, which is a single person, but something that's sold they're married and they're happy. That's your comp, right? right and that's right. how an appraiser is going to look at it too. So, yeah, it is tough. And we do kind of not fight, but we compete with the Zillows of the world. And mm-hmm. if someone's like, this house sold for this, I'm like, yeah, it's 
twice as big on a bigger piece of land and it's in a good school district. <laughs> right. But yeah, let's list it for a million bucks. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that, that is part of the game and part of the struggle, but um, the strong survive and, you know. I was, I, when I sold for a real estate for a while in Ohio and um, I go to this couple and they were retiring and I had to tell them that your home is not worth nowhere near what they wanted. Yeah. And they were counting on some of this to retire, retire or on. keep their retirement yeah. going. And they, I'm going loose numbers here. It was like almost 400000 what they thought it was worth. And, and they had all these justifications. Why even? Yeah. And I did all the comps for them. And I'm like, honestly, it's worth maybe half that. Yeah. And, I, and I'm wah, telling them, wah, right. Wah. And then I'm the bad guy. And, yeah. I, and they're like, defensive. Like, well, it's, and I was like, here it all is. And I'm not telling them. And I even told them, I go, talk to some other agents. Yeah. I go, seriously, I'm, I'm. Just talk to everybody, do your research. If you need my help, I'll help you out or whatever. But I'm like, because I can't, you it's know. A, it's a waste of your time and right, your money. Right. Just here it is. Go ahead. And it sucks, too, because they had been planning this. They're thinking, great, we'll pocket 200. We'll be able to put it here. No, it's not going to happen yeah. for you. So that part's frustrating. On the flip side, there were some younger people that got to buy that house <laughs> much cheaper. So now it's difficult. Deal. That was the one thing I didn't like. I liked really helping people find the homes in that. But managing their expectations in that is pretty difficult. Yeah, that was not easy. The so. only thing harder than managing expectations of purchasers is managing realtors. Ah, and that's what I get to do. There now. you go. So, yeah. so what's your company and how can people find you? Yeah, you guys can find us on the internet. Uh, my my real estate company in DFW is called Rogers Healing Associates. And then for those of you guys tuning in and watching uh, Nationwide and Global, we have a relocation company called Healy Global Relocation where we can help people buy, sell, lease, awesome. move anywhere in the world. That's perfect. So what yeah. we'll do is we'll tweet out a link and post it on social media so people thank you. can find you. But I really appreciate the information. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah, thank you was so great. much, Yeah, sir. thank you guys. Talk to you soon. Your attention, please. We are the number one show on the planet. The president said so. You're listening to The Morning Blaze, the number one listened to show on the planet. I'm talking billions and billions of people. Believe me. Believe me. See? This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. I get tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. Hashtag what I learned today. Speaking Doc saying, wow, you guys are being entirely too disrespectful of our dearly departed Aretha. Hashtag Tyler Perry LOL. LOL. Yeah, and by the way, um, obviously we're goofing on or whatever. I'm a I'm a Aretha f- uh, fan. Oh, you I wasn't are, yeah. um she's not, you know, my top ten favorite, no. even sixties artist, seven years. But I will say this. I'm kind of that lukewarm fan. Some of her songs are awesome. Yes. In fact, I love Think, especially the Blues Brothers movie version of it. R-S-B-C-T. Is amazing. But I will say this about Aretha. Whether you like her or not, her moniker, the Queen of Soul, absolutely fit. There's, there's nobody better mm. in doing what she did. You go back and listen, and you can track her career. She started as a teenager. Uh, actually, actually, as a kid, she had uh, done some recordings at like 13, 14, I think. 
Uh, she got her first significant record contract at 17 or 18 right there and never looked back. She's had multiple labels and string of hits. But when you listen, um, she was a great singer. There's no question. But it was really about the soul thing. She yeah. was in complete control yeah. of her voice and able to um, use it to convey that emotion and soulfulness. Incredible. There's a song she did at 25. In fact, if you if you track her career, you go uh, 14, 15, you listen to these recordings, a lot of gospel stuff there. She was amazing, no question. Yeah. But when she got into her early to mid-20s, she became the queen of soul sound. There's a song she recorded, let's say 25, 26. It's called, um, I think it's, I never loved a man before. Like I love, I've never loved a man before. Like I love you or something. I think that's the title, but there's a version, a live version, uh, from like Amsterdam or somewhere that she recorded a year later. I don't even like love the song. It's, Mm -hmm. it's okay. It's good. But her performance, when you listen to it, it's just, you focus on her vocals. You get chills. Mm. It is just that powerful. She was on. She was, um, she's a leftist. She's a liberal. She, uh, I think, sang at Obama's inauguration or something. Yeah. Not only was it inauguration, it was something Obama was, everybody was like in black tie event and Obama was there. She's done a couple things. She did at the Kennedy Center more recently. Yes, yes. That was a different, I think that was for Carol King. But people don't realize she um, actively worked with MLK. Mm. And not like, hey, is just the famous person. She was out on the streets. She did. Mm. She worked it, and she. Um, a lot of people didn't know it. She worked behind the scenes quite a bit. She sang at his funeral, and the performance at his funeral wow. where she's teared up, pretty powerful as well. Mm. So Aretha, she was the best. She truly was the queen of soul. God bless her. Um, Fox News um, loves her. Are you sure? Loves her and Patty Labelle. <laughs> they can't tell the two apart. I saw that. Did you see what they did? I saw that. They ran a little um, retrospective video of mm-hmm. her, like, you know, um, Aretha Franklin dead at the age of, whatever, 76, Something I think. Something like that. And they do clips of her and some songs or whatever. One of them was Patti LaBelle. <clears throat> you know what's horrible about that? What? It's bad enough if anybody makes a mistake with that. Yeah. But Fox News, who's on the right, does it. So they're, of course, all the racists. Yeah. And the old stereotype is, ah, uh, they all look alike. <laughs> Well, it's they. It doesn't matter what yeah. the race is. All Asians look alike, whatever. So, uh, yeah, they do Patty LaBelle. It's like, oh, Fox, come and so, on. And then I apologize for it. Just move on. Well, it's a fat black lady. She's older, and she can really bust it out. They're lucky they didn't put Medea somewhere in there. Medea's on there. <laughs> Oprah. Oprah's on there. The whole, it's, you're fat, old, and black. They got you. <laughs> Big Mama. Big Mama. Oh, wait, that's <laughs> Martin, a man. <laughs> Martin Lawrence dressed up as Big Mama. Right? That, you know that? what they're doing and by the way patty labelle can sing as well so so god bless them yeah they can't tell apart tmb drake 1371 saying yesterday was destination today's house is tomorrow daycares chris cruz planning yeah by the way thank you i got it halfway and i actually was was kind of suckered into it because i was like oh that's right this would be good for chris yeah you would already i know you you uh stinky biscuit saying oh hell no not chris crew even has a guest to help him a threshold to carry his bride over a threshold to carry your bride over yeah yeah i think i see what's what do you always on. do that what's that repeat the last thing i said the last thing you said yeah you always do that always repeat the last thing you said yes. yes why do you do that why do i do that yes i don't do that yes you do i do every time i read a tweet you always repeat 
I always repeat it. Yes. Just so the audience understands. Oh, that's so wrong. I'm your translator. That's racist. <laughs> that is so racist. What? I'm just translating. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Culturally diverse morning show on the radio, hosted by a white guy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, I got an amazing couple of videos to share with you. Okay, amazing one, and one of them I'm going to need your help with. Okay, I think I figured it out. Okay, I I couldn't figure out if it, is it serious or not. Okay, and then I was like, no, it's serious. No, it's not. I think it's both. I think it's serious, but I think it's also done at times tongue-in-cheek. Okay. But the overall seriousness is very troubling. We'll get to it in just a second. But first, I got another video I want to share with you. This is an interview with God. Okay, today is June 1st. Please say your name and spell it. I'm God, G-O-D. Okay, so you're God, one who created everything. What do I tell the people who say you don't exist? Tell them the world they see is just that. Sometimes that's just the way it looks. Why do I deserve your special attention? Don't you? I'm doing this interview and it's getting kind of weird. If I send you a headshot, could you check it out? You traveled 7,000 miles into a war zone. All war changes people. How many times do you want me to apologize? Look, things happen. And how many times do I have to live through it? Sarah just left me. This is about Afghanistan. Now I think it might be a bigger problem, an older problem. You are about out of time. You're saying... Yes. This interview, it's eating me up. It's really an interview? Yeah. With God. You're telling me to pray. Get hurt. I'd like to talk to you about salvation, Paul. Wow, that looks awesome. That's an interview with God, a brand new uh, movie that's out. Uh, you can see it. It's going to be a Fathom film event. It's coming up uh, August 20, uh, 20th, 21st, and 22nd, which is next Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. If you go to an interviewwithgod.com, you can find a uh, theater near you. An interviewwithgod.com. The, the guy playing, the actor playing God in mm-hmm. this is, do you recognize him? Yes, I do. He was in the movie, the, I think it was the 90s movie Sneakers. Mm hmm. With Robert Redford, he was the blind guy who has to drive even though he's blind. That's the actor. Really looks awesome. Yeah, he does. He does. And it's shot beautifully, and it's an amazing movie. I watched it a couple of weeks ago. It's such a good movie. You watched it a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, they sent me you know, to an uh, event where I get to watch it with different people and shake hands and all right, I'm not. Gonna, we'll just we'll talk about that off okay. the air. The fact that I was not invited, but okay. An interviewwithgod.com. Look for it. An interviewwithgod.com. Was there food? Yes. Okay. Odors. Are those food? Are odors food? Are what? Odors. Nailed it. Okay. Nailed it. You want to try that again? Odors. There it is. Now you got it. Now you got it. You got. The, you didn't do a big enough O at the beginning. Oh, odors. Or doors. Or doors. Or, or, or you got to stress that. It's French. Or it's fr- doors. Yeah, but now you're exaggerating it too much. You said two. Or doors. Or doors. There it is. Okay. Because it's French. Okay. All right, I need your help with this. 
Brian Williams ran a segment about the president, and I had seen small little clips clips of it, heard people talk about it, and I went and watched the entire thing. Okay. And I don't know. I think he's being serious with a little bit of tongue-in-cheek at places. Okay. But the overall idea, the fact that they ran this at all this length shows that there's some seriousness to it. Did you see the whole thing? No, I did not see the whole thing. He's talking about President Trump and dogs. Sounds like a little fluff piece. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, and by the way, I hate it when politicians have pets and they spend too much time on it. Oh, Socks the cat and Barney the dog. That doesn't matter. The president's pet does not matter. If you like pets, fine. The president's pet is not a priority. It's not on the top billion things Americans should cure, care about. The president's family is only one notch ahead of that. Their daughters, their children, unless they're getting liquored up and costing the taxpayers money, unless they're carving their initials into a windowsill at the White House, Amy Carter, and costing the taxpayers money. <clears throat> what? Excuse me? Look it up. Amy Carter carved her initials in the, I think it's a windowsill of a white, the White House. <clears throat> unless you're costing taxpayers money, doing something destructive, it does not matter. The president's life like this, I don't care. We're beyond all this stuff, or should be. In fact, it was you on the left who said none of this stuff matters back when you said it didn't even matter if the president had a mistress in the Oval Office. It doesn't matter when we have a $21 trillion national debt, thousands and thousands of soldiers with PTSD, people who are so alone and hurt they think they've got to hurt other people. It's not a priority in our lives. But NBC thought, on top of everything else, it's a priority. What would be their motivation for questioning the president's like of dogs or not? So let's get to the video. We'll have to, or audio, we'll have to stop it a couple of times here. But here's Brian Williams. The president has made something of an industry out of his use of nicknames. There are a lot of things. They're biting, personal, most are juvenile. Many of them stick. Think of the public okay, officials. Wait, wait, wait. He's made somewhat of a career out of giving people nicknames. They're biting, they're juvenile, and some of them stick. Okay, so it's not presidential, but presidents have said all kinds of things. What about other people? You just hate these ones? George W. Bush did, not so much hurtful ones, but he's like, hey there, I'm going to call you partner, and I'm going to call you flyboy, and I'm going to call you zippy. Right? I mean, he'd do all yeah. of those. So, yeah. okay. Uh, Obama said horrible things about certain news organizations, mm. but it wasn't based on nicknames. Mm-mm. So, let's not have a double standard. But, nevertheless, here we go. Think of the public officials who have put in decades of public service only to wear a nickname like Little or Low Energy or Crooked and for the rest of their hold lives. Hold it, hold it. No. I'm, I am now going on record. We got to stop using the term public official. Uh-oh. It's giving you way too much credibility. They're a public official. You're official? You're officially what? It makes it sound authoritarian. It gives you an extra bravado that you do not deserve. Just because you got elected for what? Public services, he said? Are you really serving the public? Is there anybody out there who believes that politicians, elected servants, are serving the public? How many of them? Go down the list. How many of them are unselfishly serving the public? Is your congressman, is your senator, your mayor, town council? They're serving the public. They don't get anything out of it. It's not money. It's not a career. It's not a job. It's not an ego blow. 
They're getting all of those things. Public service from a public official. Shut up, Brian. All right. Boy, I am already triggered. We haven't even gotten to the dogs yet. Here we go. And there's something else at work here. As Phil Rucker of The Washington Post points out tonight, the president's decision to call Omarosa a dog is not new or very surprising. His article is titled in part, quote, Trump has a long history of using canine insults to dehumanize <laughs> enemies. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Canine insults. Uh, what are those? Okay. Come over here, dog. Okay, okay. It sounds like you're saying that you're insulting the dog. Yes. Come over here, you little bitch. Yeah. No, he's talking about insulting people. So yes. canine-themed insults for people, I think, is what he meant. The very articulate Brian, Brian Williams. Williams. Okay, so using dog, what are those canine insults? Can, do we have an example? or Which led us to this brief reminder. We have a, a dirty dog like that who's no good, who's a failure. They were fired like dogs. You got Rubio doing poorly and he sweats like a dog. I'm watching Marco sweating like a dog. No, Romney choked, okay? He choked like a dog. He was choking like a dog. Choked like, like a, a dog. dog. Mitt Romney couldn't run for, for dog catcher. Hillary Clinton couldn't be elected dog catcher. I'm watching television and I see her barking like a dog. Right? No, she's barking like a dog. What was that? Is that a dog? Okay, hold it right there. Hold it. That was packful. That was packful. Okay. Are those all even insults to somebody no. with a dog theme? No. no. Okay, he did say that person is a dirty dog. Yes. He said they're doing certain things like a dog. Yes. Okay. To say um, running for dog catcher, that's not that's insulting not dog. the dog. That's insulting the person's yes. career. Yes. And dog catching as a career. Yes. It has nothing to do with the dog. And it's a seemingly lowly career. Yes. And the All one right. that he talked about, Hillary Clinton, she did bark like right. a dog. Thank you. It was a bark like a dog. She did it. So what are you supposed to say? Well, he she barked like a animal. Like Right. Not not reverence at all. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I do have to call foul on President Trump. Sweating like a dog. Yeah, dogs don't sweat. Is it nose is wet? Is that one? <laughs> uh Sweating like a dog. What was the other one? Sweating like something else like a dog. Can we, let's yeah, do the insults yeah, again. Do the insults. Cue those up and yeah, let's yeah. do all those again. Because I know there was something like a dog. There was a dirty, dirty dog. dog sweating like, like a dog. Dog, dog some, catcher. Yeah, but there was something else like a dog. And I'm like, I don't think dogs do that. Okay, here we go. We have a, a dirty dog like that who's no good, who's a failure. They were fired like dogs. You got Rubio doing poorly and he sweats like a dog. I'm watching Marco sweating like a dog. No, Romney too. choked, okay? He choked like a dog. He, he was like choking dog. like a dog. Choked, choked like, like a, a dog. dog. Mitt Romney couldn't run for, for dog catcher. Hillary Clinton couldn't be elected dog catcher. I'm watching television and I see her barking like a dog. Right? No, she's barking like a dog. What was that? Is that a dog? All right, so those are the insults. <laughs> so choke like a dog, choke apparently. Choke like a dog, yeah. All right. Uh, but he went on with the report to explain um, why this is so troubling. Phil Rucker has nicely agreed to stick around this late to talk to us about this topic. Phil, we just hope no one in the dog community is watching. Does this president really physically not like dogs? Okay, hold I- it right there. Hold it. That's the part that makes me think. Okay, he's doing that part tongue-in-cheek, right? Oh, okay. For a second there, I thought he was, like, serious about that. Well, what is the dog community? Dogs? That's what I'm saying. Or does it mean humans, also humans that, that are work around dogs or yeah. something like that? Um, 
I, I'm hoping that's tongue in cheek. Let's give him the benefit so. of the doubt. Okay, good. But the okay. collage in that was not. No. No, and the, the whole in names is insults. Okay, here we go. What's Phil Rucker have to say? Uh, that's right, Brian. He's actually the okay, first Phil president Rapp. in more than 100 years who's not had a dog uh, as a pet in the White House. He has lived with a dog before when he first got married to his first wife, Ivana. Whoa, do not call his first wife a dog. That has gone over the... Oh, no, 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 no. They had a pet dog, not, not the wife of oh, dog. Oh, well, no. that's a little bit better no, there. No. But wait a minute. So Trump is also the first president over 100 years that hasn't had a dog. Thank you. Wait, what? Thank you. What does that matter? Thank you. So these people who want forward progress, stop this old way of doing things, are like, hmm, tradition of him having a dog has to be upheld. They want to get rid of Christmas, Christmas trees, anything that's traditional. You got to throw that. Chris, we have to take down statues of former presidents and soldiers People who did do at times some good because they're so triggered and that's the past. We got to give up the past history. What does it matter? We got to move forward. Oh, but the tradition of having a dog, you absolutely have to keep. Uh, I'm sorry, but according to PETA, a dog is not a pet. So shouldn't they be applauding Trump that he's the first president Thank not you. to have a pet dog? What? You're the owner of that dog? Thank you. More. Uh, she brought with her a poodle. Uh, he resisted the dog. He didn't want to have anything to do with the poodle, but she said the poodle's coming along. Chappie's coming along. Turns out Chappie didn't like Trump very much because whenever Trump would come near Ivana's closet, Chappie would bark oh at him. Oh my gosh, even even dogs uh, do not like President uh, Trump. Yeah, because we know Chris, that is the stats. They are the such a great judge of character, yes. and if a dog doesn't like yes. you... You are evil. Yes. They uncover the little red horns yep. and the uh, the tail. They can smell that. They can. They absolutely know. Trump is evil as, uh, as spoken by this Chappie. one dog, Chappie. Chappie is determined. Trump is evil, evil apparently. Yep. Okay. Number one, doesn't matter about the dog. At number, number two, doesn't matter about this dog. Number three, uh, you're presenting this as a determining factor of Trump's character. <laughs> Chappie the dog. Okay, here we go. Territorially, Ivana writes about this in her memoir that came out a few months ago. We launched an extensive web search that took us at least a few minutes, and we could only find one photo extant in all the land of Donald Trump yeah. with a dog. Check out the expression okay, hold it right on there. Scotty's face. Uh, okay, I think he was being tongue-in-cheek about it, it took us a couple of minutes. That I part. hope so, Doc. I think, I, I but, the re- but the rest of it he's doing serious. Yes. Okay, the fact that you even searched for pictures of Trump with a dog, again, story doesn't matter, but the, we, we could only find one. It was with the Scotty. It was the best in show from the Westminster Dog Show. I hope And, this- and by the way, mm. those are purebreds. Oh, so he only likes purebreds. Only purebreds because Ooh. he's an elitist. Why supremacy? Now, the Scotty dog that they show is a black dog. Oh. So you're thinking, oh, it shows he's not, yeah, racist. He's not racist. No. Whoa. He used it as a photo op. Back whenever. He to show he's himself. not racist. Oh, okay. He's not hanging out with black dogs. There's no other photos. Hmm. And we already learned dogs don't like Trump because he's a bad dude. Black dogs like So he matter. clearly was exploiting this black dog yes. for his campaign. Listen. Yes. Check out the 
expression on the Scotty's face here, but this is the uh, this was the best in show at the Westminster show a couple years back in Trump's now famous office uh, in Trump Tower. Uh, let's call that a mutual admiration society. Phil, the fact is he's been a germaphobe for a lot of his life. There was a period yeah. of time people here in New York remember when he did not bring himself to shake hands when he met people. So maybe this is all of a piece. I don't know. Well, uh, clearly he's not comfortable living with, with animals in the house. He doesn't have any pets. Uh, and he uses dog as, as if it's some sort of like negative uh, thing. In American culture, uh, you know, a lot of Americans love dogs. They're loyal. Uh, <laughs> they, they love you back. A lot of people have dogs as pets. Hold and other it, cult- hold it, hold it. Um, so now he's a germaphobe. We got to yes. remember that, which he will just say he is. Okay. Um, that. Why are you? Okay. Number two, um, he's saying this thing like if dogs are a bad thing in American culture, lots of people like dogs. Excuse me, progressive, globalist progressive. Uh, aren't we supposed to look at other cultures and determine what is right? American culture is not right. And a good portion of the world thinks dogs are, are very low, dirty and disgusting. And most places around the world do not have dogs as pets inside the house. Yes. Dogs are, are seen as dirty, so it's a more effective uh, attack line. But, but Trump clearly uh, doesn't seem to care much for dogs as animals in the house. Full disclosure, dogs are easily 80 percent of our family text thread. And I, I have to read you a quote. There is a great book about the pets of presidents called yeah. First Dogs, uh, co-authored by Brooke Janice and the great Roy Rowan. And Brooke Janice says this, <laughs> this is a president who president. needs a friend. Need Having a, friend. a dog friend offers dog. unconditional love. And that is something that this president desires so deeply and can't okay, seem on. to find. All right. You know what? Uh, I'm calling bullcrap even on that quote. Forget the Trump tie-in. Dogs offer unconditional love. No, nope. they don't. The condition is as long as you keep them uh, fed and, and happy. You die, and we've seen this story over and over, and the dog nom, can't nom, get nom, out of the nom, house. Nom, 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 nom. He's eating you. Yep. Done. There's, there are some conditions. It's not unconditional. Brian Williams, you're weak. This is outrageous. I can't believe this is what you're reporting. This is the segment you did. The Brian Williams. <clears throat> Wasn't he at one point the top? On NBC. What this is showing is Brian Williams is going, damn, why is CNN getting all the coverage? Why are they talked about so much? When they go low, I got to hit higher. I got to hit with I got to go high. I got to punch when they yes. go lower. Yes. That's what I got to do. Yes. Hey, if um, we know Chris is now secured, what? You've got your house? Yes. Uh, you've secured uh, some music, all yes. these different things with clients. You got a realtor, yes, and you of course got the rice we're going to throw. Yes, yes, the nostalgia wild rice. Wild I am honey. planning on throwing mm. wild rice at your wedding. It's not just any rice; it's nostalgia wild rice. And then I'm going to scoop up everything everybody throws. This Thanks. is my game. I'm going to throw a little bit. Okay, encourage everybody to bring it. Then I'm going to scoop it up, and I'm good to go. I get free rice. <laughs> Go to blazewildrice.com and order yours today. It starts with the only native grain in North America, and that's this wild rice from the north woods of Minnesota. It's uber healthy for you. It's almost a complete protein by itself. It's got trace minerals. It's naturally gluten-free. And what that means is you can have the rice with all of those qualities, or you can have the rice products. So they've ground it up into flour and stuff like that, and you get those nutrients in it so if you're struggling and say well i can't eat certain flours whatever no problem with the rice flour and all of the products they make from it from the waffles and the soup mixes all kinds of goodness from it 
Plus, you've also got the whipped gel, uh, honeys. You got the jellies. You got the regular jellies, the pepper jellies, the beer jelly, the wine jelly, a lot of alcohol jelly. I think the vodka and rum jellies are coming, are coming next soon. month. I don't know for sure, but I think so. All of their products, seriously, are very good. You're going to love them. Try a sampler pack today and get 10% off with the promo code TRY10. Mm. It's TRY10 at blazewildrice.com. You got the holidays coming up this fall? Oh. Start stocking up now. Makes great gifts. And start practicing with the rice and some of the mm-hmm. stuff for some of those holiday meals and gatherings this fall. It's blazewildrice.com. 10% off the sampler packs with the promo code TRY10. BlazeWildRice.com. You are listening to the smooth sounds of the morning blaze with Doc Thompson. On the Blaze Radio Network! This is the Blaze Radio Network at theblaze.com slash radio. Diverse morning show on the radio, hosted by a white guy. It's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All righty, that is it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the Morning Blaze. But before we go, as always, let's find out what we learned today. We learned the proper way to exterminate bees is gasoline and oil. Oh, yeah, and oil. One burns hotter, one burns longer. Yes. There's the key. Got it, got it, we got learned it. that Chappie the dog is determined President Trump needs to be impeached. We learned if you're calling, excuse me, if you're called butter, it means you're smooth. Ooh. If you're called margarine, it means you're low cholesterol alternative. <laughs> we learned pro criminal tip number 4812 don't return to the scene of the crime wearing the same shirt you wore during the crime. Yes, go to a different one. Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did you learn today? Well, coming up on NBC, how Trump's poop differently from all previous POTUS. All of them, very of them. much differently. Also, I learned that in 2018, manual transmission has become the best anti-theft vehicle B- device on vehicle. Yep. yep, I absolutely agree with yep. you. And today's show was brought to you by Is This Racist? Is This Racist? Yes, I agree. All Why right. are you repeating after me? I'm not. Neil, spin of the dials, radio style, Mercury Studios, Dallas this morning. What, if anything, did you learn today? Well, uh, this week I learned that Puppygate will not be the end of the Donald Trump presidency. Hopefully not. There's <laughs> got to be more. I'm calling for an investigation. Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did the listeners learn today? Brian Keith saying, Doc Thompson is Chris Cruz. Echo, 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 echo. Polar Bear tweeting out, Chris Cruz, it's not offensive if it's true. You need a translator. Everyone knows that. Whoa. Everyone knows that. Thank you. Farm Taxi saying, so the guy on the train was trying to beat off the drunk woman who was beating him off? Yes. I think that's how it is. Okay, I think that's okay. what it is. Martin tweeting out what I learned today. I can steal any car because I drive manual. Wait, this is Mordecai. He stuck his in there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're right. He just said that to us. Oh, my gosh. He's stuck with him. That's even lower than for me. <laughs> it's just sad. It's a cry for help. It is. It is. Shiny American saying what I learned today. And this interview was going so well. So well. Until Doc Thompson had to bring up Ohio. I did not bring up Ohio. You brought up Ohio. He did you first. Brought, brought he brought Ohio. it up first. You brought up Ohio, He Doc. brought it up first. Go okay. back to the tape. Okay. All right. Remember. Mm. 
I didn't get to do numbers up procrastination, but I will do a Monday. What else do we have coming up next week? A lot of topics. We might talk to Nick Searcy. That, that is really weak. Nick Searcy, the yeah. actor. Yeah. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Uh, what does Glenn have coming up in his uh, broadcast? Bill O'Reilly, news of the day. What is Glenn wearing today? I have no idea. I didn't have time. Wow, and I thought Mordecai was slipping. All right, remember the Morning Blazes today at Chris Cruz production. Six Semper Tyrannus. Good night, Steve Cannon. Wherever you are, I'm young. Now, you go home. You brought up Ohio. You brought up Ohio. Stop. What? Stop. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.